You are listening to the Hello Sport Podcast. All right, welcome to the Hello Sport Podcast, home of unqualified opinion and unwavering bias. Back for one of the last weeks of the year, um, but not for us. We just keep rolling. We don't have off weeks. We don't have off weeks. We keep going. Oh, shit, it's Boxing Day. I wonder if there's a podcast out this week. Well, I don't know if it necessarily aligns with their Monday, Tuesday release date, but if it does, then there will be one. Eddie, how are you? I'm well. I'm good. Yeah. weekend was pretty, you know. Tame? Did you rip in Friday night? Had a couple. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Had a couple. But not nothing massive. No, 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 no. Pretty relaxed. Dad went big Sunday. And by dad, I mean me. I went big Sunday. Thick Rope's got to win. I'm not going to talk about the game itself. Obviously, we smashed him. I got a 50. But I we got we got very, very drunk afterwards. Almost pushed it to like, oh, it's 5.30. Are we going to now like launch into the evening? Thank God we didn't, but I did go home and fell asleep. Oh, do you know what I did? I went home, pissed as a chook, um, went in, you know, tucked little Evie into bed, and that sounds like it might be irresponsible. I didn't personally tuck her, and I went and gave her a kiss, said goodnight. Then I was like to Steph, I'm going to go get her some cheese and some pickies, and we'll have a couple of wines out the back on our sort of balcony slash outdoor stairwell. Um, slash fire escape. Slash fire escape. That's a better, that's a better description. Um, Good views out yeah, there. Yeah, fire escape that we have probably dangerously blocked off with chairs and a little table. Um, anyway, so I've ducked down to Harris Farm, stumbled down there, filled up a bag of cheeses, goodies, and you know all that sort of jazz. What'd you go with? I went with a blue. I went with uh, I think it was a camembert. But again, like you got to remember, I was a little bit out of it. I'm a big blue guy. Oh, dude, it's blue and it's blue first. Everything it's blue else and it's blue. And shade. Yeah, yeah, blue first, daylight second. Yeah, daylight. Is what I meant. Got a, uh, yeah, not shade. Uh, <laughs> got like a harder cheese that Steph wasn't happy with. Hard cheeses are tough. I know, mate. but she, I know she likes hard cheese, so I went with the hard cheese. But again, I'm flying blind because I'm a soft blue. Is Mercer man. Valley, would you consider that? Is that, it's sort of a bit crumbly. It's a hard crumbly cheese, it, though. But there's some hard crumbly like that, and then there's one where it's like you need to probably YouTube how to use a jackhammer to get that thing, you know. Yeah, you went too hard. That wasn't the you, problem. That wasn't the problem. I filled my boots with cheese. And, and Bickies and, you know, mm. all the fineries. I then get to the checkout. Daddy left his wallet at home. Got so, no cards on the phone? No, I don't even know how to do that. So no cards on the phone, wallet at home. Can you write up an IOU? You'd, I would have liked to have thought Look, so I'm, a, I'm a Bondi resident. I'm, I'm part of the fabric of the community. Yeah. I'm trusted. I think I'm I stunk, top the heap. Stunk, you know who I am. I stunk like tequila, and I just don't know whether you trust someone in that state. And I think probably for good had reason. Had no shoes on and he'd forgotten his, he's forgotten his shirt and well. like And having thought back to how I know, like now I'm of sound mind, I barely remember getting down there. And then walked all the way back, got my wallet, then walked all the way down there. And as I'm there, the chick's like unpacking my bag of shit. And I'm like, doll, I'm back. I told you I was coming back. I just forgot my wallet. She was like, tw- you know, 14, so I didn't want to go off on her. Plus, it was my fault, ultimately. <laughs> No, I bet um, she didn't go off. No, 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 I bet I didn't. But anyway. she didn't. Who knows, dude, when you're in that state, you know, the bloody... No, I was in a good mood. But anyway, yeah. got back, wines and cheese. Anyway, all I'm saying is didn't didn't send it, but Daddy still woke up very sick today. I've basically been, like, trying to hold down a spew all day. I, I know. Every time I call you today, you're like, oh, oh my spew together. I'm like, <laughs> fucking get it together. I know. Get it together. 12.30. I didn't, mate. I was asleep before 8. I had, a, I had, like, 12 hours sleep. I had a pretty good sleep. Mate, tequila shots, they'll get you. They will. Especially if you, you know, you're out of Nick. Which I am. <laughs> um, but anyway, that was fun. But I think 
I'd like to, I think what we should be, what we really should be regaling the uh, mm. other punter and the dribbler with before we get into the hottest story of the uh, NRL, NRL off-season history. Um, all time. All time. Um, is we are our, what we were doing on Friday. We were busy. Yeah. Are we busy little bees? Look, are we busy bees? Are we now like doing work for Toyota? I don't know. I mean, did, did, did the CEO of Toyota himself of itself request us? I, look, yeah. That's what I'm hearing. Now, listen, this is going to be disrespectful unintentionally to the CEO of Toyota, but we were working hard. Sort of content, content, content Friday out at Eastern Creek for Toyota. I forgot the CEO's name, Dave. That's why I'm pointing at you, fucking oh, Dior. Come on. Oh, Jesus Christ. I thought you were just making a point. No, I, I no. am, but I mean, CEO. Well, if it's like the, the CEO or the CEO of Australians. No, 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 no. Japan, mate. Oh, okay. Jesus. Okay. Uh, Akio Toyota. Akio. Akio, that's right. Akio. So he gave Look, Akio's a friend. He's a friend. He gave Akio put in a personal request for us too. Saw what we did at Bathurst. Obviously, he keeps an eye on big motorsport events. Bathurst 1000 being one of the biggest on the continent. Yeah. Or the world, rather. World, 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 world. Certainly the biggest on our continent. Yeah. The biggest. But the biggest in the world. It's up there with Le Mans, um, you know, Dakar, et cetera, et cetera. You get it. He liked the cut of our jit, did Akio. So, you know. We, we thought we'd do him a favour. Yeah. He's got a bit of fucking push and pull, old, old Akio. Look, when the CEO of Toyota, Mr. Akio Toyota... Deep, uh, deep pockets? Deep, when he calls you and says, mate, I need you... Look, yeah, and obviously it was with KO as well, but, you know, Akio, KO, hello sport. It's sort of like... KO were a mediator, Tom. Yes, they basically facilitated this... They sat us down and we broke deal. bread yeah. and, you know, now we are the official... Faces of Toyota, at least for this one thing. Yeah. Uh are we going to do future work? Well, it depends. If you don't see us again, the price wasn't right. Yeah, exactly. They disrespected us with their price. <laughs> if you don't see us again. Um, but so we were out at Eastern Creek for the launch of the Gazoo Race Club, Eddie. Something that we're both, you know. Well, we're passionate about it, Passionate Tom. about it. We're passionate about it. Uh, test driving the, the, the brand new uh, Toyota Yaris. Now, for those of you, you're probably thinking well, that aren't okay with cars. You're yeah. probably thinking, geez, the Toyota Yaris is like. A bit of a lane. You wouldn't even get that up a hill. No. Well, I'm here to tell you that they've they've redone it. They've rejigged Again, the this Yaris. isn't an ad. I'm just telling you because I was as shocked as you are yeah. listening. I was yeah. like, fucking Yaris, are you serious? Turns up, manual, full of grunt. Mate. Did I get it up to like 170? Yeah. Uh, I might have done. Yeah, might have. Was I terrified? Yeah. And did we also do hot laps going around the Eastern Creek with uh, rally drivers? Shout out to friend of the show, Harry Bates. Mm. Uh, yeah, it was fucking terrifying. This Yaris, a bitch no more. <laughs> Yaris, all balls. They all took run. all the bitch out of it. They I was talking, to, I was talking to Will Harrigan on Friday night, friend of the show. He said the only thing they kept out of the original Yaris in the new one was the rear lights, the tail lights. And the name. Everything else has been changed. Everything else. Yeah. Designed by Kimi Raikkonen. I believe. I think it's Kim, Kimmy's. He's got, they've given Kimmy a blank canvas, and, and said, this is what Kimmy's done. Make the Yaris. Yeah. So we had to do a bunch of things. It was, you know, like kind of me versus Eddie is what would it became. Who do you think won? You're at home. Who do you think won? Just have I'll a give guess. You, give you five seconds. Five. <laughs> if you haven't seen the stories, four, three, two, one. Eddie won. Yeah. If you were saying Tom, then fuck, shame, shame on you. Shame you shouldn't have. You shame shouldn't on have. I can't drive. Look, did Listen. I dominate? Did I dominate the day? Yeah. Did I win every event? Yeah. Sure. So what were the events? The first one was like speeding acceleration. and Acceleration. Well, it was acceleration yeah. and then get to the end and break. Yeah. 
I and manual. So you got to go. You got to. You got to rip. And I can drive a manual. I drove a manual there, but the pressure was on I thought was you were going. I thought you were going to stall on the way out of the pit lane, and that would have done me. In. I know. I was. That would have done. I me was going to try and stall. Then I thought no one will believe me if I say I did it on purpose. And also, I was nervous. I was about, doing it on purpose. I was no. nervous anyway. So Fuck then I was like, were. just let's get this thing into. As first soon as and he said these are manuals, I looked at your face and I was like. <laughs> Hectic. But see the thing, and then and then speed. I didn't get it up to that quick because I wasn't like my gear change isn't what it isn't. What you just got to rev the shit out of it yeah. and just bang. Yeah, just keep. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, yeah, get the revs up. I only got it to like I, I get quicker on the highway. I think like I didn't get it that quick at all. And then he basically gave me a six out of ten, and he gave you like an eight. Yeah. So that was yeah. embarrassing. Then we did the cornering, and it was like you got to fang it around this section of the track with his corners, and it was like. Aim what, for the apex. I, I see, yeah, so at each corner there is like a cone, and basically you got to hit that corner and then fucking hook it around. Racing line stuff. Racing like you were line. drifting around the corner. No, 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 no. That was, no, a, set, no, that was no, a different, that was a different oh, one. This before yeah. that, though, Dave, and then was, uh, was, was basically racing lines. I was That was probably my worst performance because I was over-revving, <laughs> and I was like not – I wasn't changing gears at the right time. Essentially, I just took him on like a, a not-so-leisurely drive – through like a part of the course. I didn't really hit any corner hard. I didn't hit any apex. And I was just, you know when you just like, you get overwhelmed in situations where if you were like by yourself or people weren't looking, you'd be fine. Yeah. But I got a fucking rally car driver in the car with me and I'm like, who's oh, judging so, you? So what do I what do I do here? He's like, just just turn around, man. We're good. And I'm like, oh, you know when you get to the end of the rally, the, the cornering bit, mm. and then you just have to chuck a U-in, come back. Yeah. I had to do like a fucking two-point turn to get out of there. Because I just didn't take the turn right. Are you serious? I'm like... This at, the, at the end of the first... Like, the, you get to the end, and then you got to turn around and come back. So Holy shit. And then we did, obviously, the, the Tokyo drifting. Which felt better... Than what it was. Than reality. Um, hard... It was like, you know, you, you're changing gears, and then they you're wet, also... They wet the, but they like they wet the ground. What was that thing called? The Meccano. The Meccano, like, which is, I think... Uh, Motocano? The Motocano, which is basically where they've just got sprinklers and they wet the whole fucking track down. And so it's wet. And then you're in this Yaris and the arse slides out. And you, but you're in first and second and then you just do handbrakes around, corn, around cones. Which was the funnest. It was fun. Were we good at it? No, not really. But I still beat Tom. Yeah, see, and that's the problem. He gave me 9 out of 10. I'll tell you right now. I'll give you the hot tip. Nine was fucking dude, nine way was, off. Nine was bullshit. And he gave we were out a- there with some like uh, <laughs> fans, like Gazoo Racing Club fans who... They could feel very. Maybe they were like first in line for the Yaris, and they'd been invited. Whatever, like they could, they could drift. They, there were some guys who were taking out their weekly. That, was it Neil? Andrew. Andrew. Andrew was fucking. He'd had a tough week, and he just wanted to go and do some burnouts. <laughs> Andrew was ready to rip. And but tear. so what you had to do was you had to like in first essentially was just like fang it like thirty meters to a cone. Then you had to put in the clutch, slam on the brake, rip up the handbrake, and then. Whip the ass around a cone, drop the handbrake into first, and then to the next cone, handbrake on, whip it around. You just do three cones. And I, again, when I got out of the car, I was like, Eddie went first, was fucking terrible. Then I've done it, and I get out of the car, and I'm like, well, fuck, there's no way I've lost this round. Like, I just, I was Paul Walker in there. And then I get out, and the guy's like giving me a fucking seven. And I'm like, what? In what car were you driving, bruh? <laughs> and then he's like, mate, I had to put the handbrake down for you every single time. You didn't put it down. You'd rip it up and then try and keep driving. And there was all this beeping going off every time the cars are going beep, beep. And I'm like, what was that beep? He's like, yeah, that was you saying, that was you not putting the handbrake down. I'm like, right. 
He was like, if you put the handbrake down, it might have been better. And then I saw the video that you had yeah. filmed of me, and it was like, I was... <laughs> perception and reality, dude. Just two completely different things. There was That was the saddest driving. That was worse than like an L's test. Dude, it was like I was in I was in tears. <laughs> it was I couldn't believe what I was watching. Like the start, I was like, oh my god, he's so slow. Like he's limping, and then he like went around the corner, tiny little slide, and then would stop, and then would go again, and then tiny little slide, stop. The second one wasn't even a slide. The second one, I just you went just, and sort of just, just drove around, around, just drove around the cone. <laughs> oh. oh, very good. Yeah, but shout out to Akiao to for getting us out there. Yeah, to um, Ko to We Are Social for having us. You know. You know. Thanks for thanks for helping out. We enjoyed um, it. Enjoyed it. Um, and look, I mean, who knows whether we're the brand ambassadors for Toyota going forward. Are we going global? We'll see. We'll see. We I wouldn't rule it out. Are we taking Toyota global? <laughs> well, I mean, they've restricted. They've been restricted to the the mainland of Japan, and you know, a little a little bit of a few little a little bit of on you know a few enclaves, a little bit of Australia here, a little bit of Australia there, but largely, by and large, Tom. The world left unconquered. Yeah. And if anyone's going to help Toyota, you know, get over the hump, yeah. get over the rise, yeah. you know, start competing with the big boys, your Mercedes, etc. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They need help. They need help. And they, look, very graciously, they came to us and said, help us go global. Yeah. They're like, Akia. That's actually what the email said. Yeah. Hello, sport. Help us go global. Blank Sincerely, check. Akia. Sincerely, Akia. <laughs> That's what he said. Yeah. And we didn't take the piss. We didn't ask for anything like that. No. Like, you know, we're, we want to try and build business relationships. So, yeah, we want know. to build, build... But, I mean, look, you know. We obviously got paid, though. Like, <laughs> why do you think I was having tequilas on a Sunday? <laughs> Not the house tequila. Don Julio yeah. as well, baby. 1942. Correct, Dave. That's what we were drinking. Or he was drinking. Was and I was drinking at home. World War Two stuff. <laughs> so anyway. that was... Uh, that was Friday. That was Friday. Uh, but that was sort of... Like so, but basically, the good end of a week for us. Other people in the sporting world, a little different. A little different. Now, before we get into that, what I will say is just quickly, punters, dribblers. If you're listening to this, the Hello Sport Black punters and dribblers hats are now live on the website. Link in bio. You can go and get them. They're red hot. Now, if you want them for Christmas, you got to be first in, first serve because. China, an incompetent shipping nation, slash we're in a pandemic. Slash we're in a trade war. Slash we're in a trade war. And if you don't think that we're at the center of that fucking trade war, then you've got rocks in your head. Australia's using us as a bargaining chip. Yeah, and and you guys, the P's and D's are unfortunately the unwitting victims. Look, we were told... You've got rocks in your head if you think you're getting hats here for Christmas. And we said, look, I don't know who who the fuck you think we are. But we've got a lot more fucking sway than you in, in global have. trade markets yeah. than you've given us credit for. Look, have we have we maybe got in touch with uh, Xi Jinping? Xi's a good friend. <laughs> and you know, have we opened up you know our own sort of exclusive trade route? Yes, um, through the South China Sea down to Australia. Look, we may have, we may have. Now that doesn't mean we got all the stock through. No, we haven't got it all through because you know one oil tanker wasn't enough. No, well, I mean four million hats is a lot. <laughs> four million hats. Try moving four million hats, but for those that are quick, for those that you know haven't drained the bank account on rack and rose during a bumper summer season, <laughs> season, then you know the world's your oyster if you can get in first. You can yeah. be wearing it around fucking town all summer long. Yeah. If you miss out. 
It'll be there early. It'll June. be there early June. Uh, but I'd be getting in quick. Steve. I'd be getting in. I'd be getting in, mate. Um, you don't want to be a late adopter. No. And I mean, I'm bloody wearing one right now. They're fantastic. Looks great. Looks great. They wear very well. Everyone comments on it like, dude, you look sick. What's those hard? I'm like, oh, yeah, it's a podcast I started with a mate. Now we're taking over the world and people on the house. Weird how you get into these conversations, but, you know, mm. like, mm. I'd just say you'd want to get into it because it also doubles Eddie's 2021 membership. It does. Um, you want to be a member? you got to get the hat. Yeah. Much like the, Ma- the Navy Blue, which sold uh, in, in two like, days, punters and dribblers. Less than, I think it was about 30 seconds. Th- it was about, th- yeah. Look, who's counting? Yeah, not us, clearly. Not me. There was a discrepancy there of <laughs> fucking... Two days and or one day and don't do the math. Like, I was trying. Don't do the I was math. like, I can get there. I can do it. No, I can't. Bail out. Bail out. You can't do the math. Uh, I think it's probably time to talk some sport. That yeah. Punters and dribblers. We are brought to you by Neds, the best betting platform in town. Um, tell you what, if you've been following along on my profile, because obviously I've been overseas, so I've just been whacking up my bets for about even on the Neds profiles app, you'd see some... I, th- I seem to bet better when I'm not around people, and I'm just able to eyeball the talent on game day, see what's happening. It's when I'm able to be as, as, as gifted as I think I am. So basically what you're saying is it's a lot harder to bet almost a week in advance. That is games. what I'm saying, yes. Yeah. Yeah. You know, for example... You could say it's also a 24 hours before a game, though, right? No, because if you're putting your bets in on Wednesday morning and there's a game Sunday night... There's also a game on Thursday. Yeah, but that, I'm not talking about that one. Right. I'm talking about the other games where maybe, you know, Nathan Cleary doesn't play yeah. or Hines doesn't play. Well, yeah. Nathan Cleary did play, but Hines doesn't play. You'd, yeah. You get caught out. You do get caught out. You know? You, you do. You get caught out. If you're following on my prof, is what I'm saying, is daddy... They are calling me daddy value, and I didn't come up with that either. It's embarrassing. How many bets you get on the weekend? Two. I got three. <laughs> well, <sighs> but you're not a dad, so they can't call you daddy value. Dad of a dog. Well, you, they could call you doggy style value. Doggy value. I don't know. It doesn't really have the same ring to Why? it as daddy value. You're being pettist. Well, it's not pettist. You aren't a father. I'm father of a dog. No, you're not a and father tonka. of a dog. No. Yeah. No. Yeah. Shout out to Neds. We love you. Shout out to Neds. Uh, you can follow our profiles on Neds. You can also join the About Even group um, where the you know everyone's sharing their bets in there and shit. I actually followed one of Gurus yesterday, uh, which was a Joey Manu away. Yeah, it didn't get up. No, it didn't. He was very lucky that his unit scooper got up. See, bastard. I've got a bone of contention next. If that was me, there's no way I'm getting given those nine units. No, but he's, no, but he's got it on and the bet stands. Yes. So it's live. The bet's right. live. Well, I'm just saying, I don't know that I would be afforded. This is what Tobler and I were discussing anyway in the green room. I know this is still a live read. This is a bone of contention. I don't think that I would be afforded the same graces where apparently I'm not getting So fucking, you think the bet's void altogether? Well, I'm saying you have been robbing me of units even though all my bets were going up last week. Were no, you? we robbed you of two bets. Two. Right. You didn't put one up for the Titans game or whatever it was, and you didn't do a unit scooper. That was all you robbed But for. I did the bets. I no, just you didn't. didn't. You didn't put them up. They went on your profile. They, they weren't, weren't on there. my profile? No. Well, I'm going to show you. There was one game where there was no profile bet. There wasn't. I went through it last week. You didn't do, you didn't do two bets, and you lost fucking well, two Tobler units, told that's me, it. told me I, none of my, all my bets are void because they're not online. One of them. Okay, so Tobler doesn't even listen. Right, so that's the problem. That's the problem. We've, we've now uncovered that. You didn't do a unit scooper last week. That was void, so you lost a unit. Yep. And then there was one other bet out of eight. Okay, well, so Tobler's lying. Then. Yes. Tobler's lying to you and I. Correct. Well, he's lying on your behalf. Shocking. Thanks, Neds. Cheers, Neds.
Fuck you, Tobler. Now, you win some, you lose more. For free and confidential support, visit gamblinghelponline.org.au. Punters and dribblers, it's the most generous podcasters of all here, Tom and Eddie. Here to look after the punter and the dribbler and their drinking needs. Mm. It's still rosé drinking season, we know that. It's worth having a couple of bottles laying around. Yeah, I don't expect you to drink it in the driving rain, but I just went outside and the sun's out, baby. Oh, really? Sun's out, bum's out again, and it's fucking hot out there. I'll be losing the jacket, Tom. Mm. I can promise you that. So you need a couple of cases laying around your digs. You just do. Well, it's certainly when you've got guests, you're entertaining. Hey, come round. A couple of Sheila's come round. You want to be able to crack a bottle yeah. and impress? Yeah. Of course you do. Now, you're going to get 50 bucks off each case if you use the code MANLY. That's a gift from Tom and I at hellosport.shop. Six bottles. You're getting $50 off hellosport.shop. You're welcome. You're welcome. You're welcome. Be prepared. Yeah. And if you're not prepared, you're prepared to fail. It's not the saying, but it's all right. Fail to prepare, prepare to fail. Got it. Hellosport.shop. Eddie, when you wake up, of a morning, mm. you just never know how close you are to one of the most bewildering and, you know, uh, I guess, game-changing NRL scandals of all time. Sometimes I think to myself, this scandal surely will go unmatched, unrivaled. Mm. And I am always, always surprised. Now, again, we've said this on the podcast, maybe we haven't seen enough winters. Maybe. Maybe we are too young and too hot. Maybe we're too young and too hot. And too gorgeous and too dapping. Yeah. Dapper. Dapper. (laughs) (laughs) Or maybe every now and then a story comes along that trumps all before it. Before it. And just goes, yo. (laughs) You thought you knew about rugby league fucking off season? Sit down, Martin Kennedy. (laughs) Wait, Todd. Todd, get that dick out of your face, brother. (laughs) (laughs) Martin, mate, come on. Look, come you on, thought Martin, smuggling yeah. a couple of fucking horseshoe bladders, bro. Think <laughs> <laughs> that was going to cut it? Oh, I'm sorry. Sugar uh, gliders, dude. Sugar gliders, bro. Uh, you heard of glory holes, bro? <laughs> <laughs> you heard amateur gay porn, bro? <laughs> Sit down, Martin. Take notes, cunt. <laughs> I imagine that's what yeah. Kurt, you know, would have said. Would have said, you know, when you have the sort of the off-season awards nights, you get up and just go, just here to raise the bar. At the OAN. Now, prestigious, prestigious. Yeah, it's, I mean, it's a great awards night. We MC every year. It's fucking fantastic. It's a giggle. Now, it's listen, giggle. start by saying this, truthfully. Obviously, you feel very sorry for Kurt. This is like a fucking embarrassing situation to find yourself in. Not one you fucking plan on, I assume. That's what he says. Look, if we're going to take him at his word, we're trying to prepare to do. I'm prepared to. I I don't think he planned on this coming out. (laughs) I certainly didn't plan on it going out. If we take him at his word, which I'm prepared to. Certainly not after, you know, one of the great emergence... Well, dude, he had a great year. That's Talk what about I mean. A sour end of fucking one of the. <laughs> well, great look, I mean, it depends how you want to fucking swallow the pill, but good choice of term and terminology there. He's um... <laughs> <laughs> he, he's had a great season. He's come from relative obscurity. No offense, 
To now having to a now being a, a born <laughs> to being a Queensland origin stud to now being you know an ambassador and icon of the the underground gay scene. <laughs> Look, he can he can wear many hats. I'll give He's him a that. Chameleon. He's a chameleon. Now, I just want to try. I want to, I want to get out a moment of sincerity for poor old Kurt. Yeah, I for think, a second, I think, I think so. Firstly. He says he didn't know it was a guy, so he's. I guess he's in a relationship saying he's not gay. Yeah. Right? If he is gay, I believe he's not gay. If he is gay, it's a horrible way for the world to find out about it. And in a fucking macho sport like rugby league, it's also something that you'd assume that they're, well, considering Ian Roberts, the only known gay man in rugby league, horrible way for it to all happen. And I'm sure there's a lot of fucking turmoil wrapped up in that for anyone who's gay and dealing with that shit. Truthfully to that. And obviously for Kurt... You know, like the situation itself. Fucking he, look, he's known about it for a while. Obviously, he was a young. Well, he went capable. to. Well, he went to the. He went to the NRL Integrity Com- Unit, whatever they called. Last year, about oh, did he? It. So he's known. He's been. He's been waking up. Like I will say this, he, he's probably been one of the greatest weeks of his life in terms of just the relief he's feeling. You know what I mean? Because he would have known that this was going to come out at some point. People have been trying to blackmail him for ages. Like. Yeah. Surely part of him, even though it's the worst week of his life, some maybe it's the best in the sense that you can just fucking move on now. Yes. Everyone knows. Everyone knows. He would have woken up and gone to bed every morning and night thinking about, is tomorrow the day? The, day the glory hole vid drops. The, the glory hole vid comes out because <laughs> it's been threatening to come out for yeah. fucking years. Dave, can you check? Uh, he said some sort of quote where it was like the Daily Telegraph hit him up about it. And I just want to know exactly what the quote was before I fucking say anything about the Daily Telly, Men's Women's Weekly, just because it may be incorrect. So all of that aside, right, and you obviously feel sorry for Kurt, but unfortunately, it's come out, and we are duty-bound not only to talk about it, but we've seen it. Yeah. If you haven't seen it, then... Well, then, again, we've been over this before. You're probably a loser who doesn't get sent shit. <laughs> yeah, you're definitely that, but also, like, I also don't begrudge you avoiding this one. <laughs> You know, I, mean? I don't judge you for fucking. Look, the the, the, ver- the version I've seen is is one where we didn't watch forty minutes. Of- well, put it this way: the version I've seen is obviously one where the guy, or presumably the guy that's filming it, is of the same sort of you know understanding as us. We just he's skipping through it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm not. It's all fast forwarded. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So the video that I've seen is of a fast forwarded. It's like version. forty seconds of. It's but it's got everything that you need. Yeah, yeah. Know. It's it's basically a nice summation. Whoever yeah. edited it or it's like a, it's did like the a fast forwarding work notes. Yeah, yeah. Tremendous. Is work. that is that what it is like for university and school when you just want to get like the the the, mm. the thing of the book? Like, give me the vibe what the book is. Yeah, what was that called? But we had Spark Notes. Spark, but spark, spark notes, notes. There we go, Dave. That's it. That's um, it. So, but I, I've just got some questions, though. Right, I've got. I've questions. got questions. I've got a lot of questions that come out of this. And, you know, it's, listen, we got to ask the questions. We saw the video. It was confronting. The, the yarn, I guess, from Kurt's side of things is that he was, he, he was young, he needed money, and he thought he was doing a modeling shoot, or it so, started out. So that's well. where the yeah. first question comes in for mine. Now, I can't speak for all the P and all the D, obviously. Yeah. Although I am, you know. The figureheads. The figurehead of, of your life. I struggle to understand or visualize a world in which I'm and I'm using my extras days as sort of an example but your Easter bunny days my Easter bunny days you know what I mean like I didn't do any modeling so to speak 
But I've certainly played in, you know, the extras world. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I just try to think about me rocking up to what I thought was like a, you know, a, a commercial, for example's mm. sake. And I get there and the vibe's pretty relaxed. You've got to wear some or some swimmers. No, no, you know, shit. get into your swimmers. Okay, sweet, not a problem. Now, just, well, like, would you be comfortable, you know, getting your dick out? <laughs> that's, that's Do you where, know what I mean? That's where I go, no, not really. No. I'd be like, oh, uh, why? And he'd yeah. be like, well, just to put, just to put it through that hole there. And <laughs> no. you'd look over and, and, and you're sort of this paper mache wall that isn't a wall at no, all. it's not a wall, right? It's not, it's not even that high. Yeah, like, but it's, also, like, it's he's almost fucking, had to crouch it's, a little he's bit. Got to crouch His a little quads bit. would have been burning. It's, that's not higher than, sh- than shoulder high. But also, like, if you're... And then they've got this, like, weird groove that he puts his head on. Yeah, like, in terms of, like, glory holes I have seen, it's probably in the lower rung of quality glory holes. Well, look, look. I mean, the great glory holes of this nation are drilled into bathroom stalls yeah, yeah. in fucking public toilets. But well, sturdy, sturdy, can take what, a pound. That's what I'm looking for. That's what I'm looking for. A glory hole that can stand up to the riggers, the riggers thrown are, at it. You know what I mean? Yeah. And riggers, they are. It's a rigorous game. It's the glory a glory hole game. It's a, it's a rigorous game. And I look at that glory hole and I go, "That is. That's a shit. That's glory a hole. shit glory hole." Now, there's nothing glorious about it. Nothing glorious about that glory hole. (laughs) Fucking nothing. So I'm just thinking to myself, what kind of person rocks up thinking he's modelling, is then asked, apparently seemingly on a whim, to whip his old fella out, get it primed, and put it through a glory hole of that standard? But also, like, I know that, like, the whole, whole, uh, I guess, allure of the glory hole game is, like, you don't know who's sucking... But like, I feel like in this model shit, this isn't a, this isn't a you cut and dry. This isn't your your normal glory hole situation. This when, isn't. This isn't. I mean, this look. isn't a truck stop, mate. Like, this is a fucking. <laughs> this is a hotel room. There's cameras There's everywhere. Cameras everywhere. This is a different. This is a different thing. I just want to also. Know. Also, you can literally, based on the footage, reach out and touch the person. The person on the other side. So I just went when Kurt says, again, I'm taking him at his word. But when he says that he didn't know there was a bloke there, I think about the natural sounds that one you know makes in these sort of situations. Now, either that's a man sucking your dick, or it's a chick with bronchitis, like <laughs> a horrible chest infection. Like I just don't know how you can not know at all. But 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 again. This isn't a truck stop. You're not rocking up going, you know what? I'm going to throw fucking caution to the wind and just put it in something and see what comes, you know, see what comes. Because you're into that sort of yeah, shit. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, fuck it. I just, you know, I'm a carefree sort of character. Yeah. That's not what we have been led to believe here. This is a model shoot gone rogue, essentially. Yes. And I, I just fail to see how if you've rocked up to do a bit of modeling work, you're it's now escalated you're quickly. now putting your dick through an unglorious glory hole, <laughs> and you're not even curious, not even curious as to who may be on the other side. The, wait, wait, just where's the director gone? Uh, is, <laughs> I can't see the director anywhere. Uh, is it where the fuck's he? Turns out he's in the glory hole nude, and I mean, in terms of in terms of like workplace health and safety, he almost sucked poor Kurt through the hole. <laughs> Again, I'm not sure how that that wall held up to the riggers. I don't know how Kurt didn't get sucked clean through yeah. that thing. Well, he, I mean, he's been clean ever since. <laughs> so, you know, I tell you what, I tell you what, I got, I was quite buoyed by was the response. I think the response has been pretty fucking good from everyone in the sense that, like, 
everyone's like cool dude like no one like he's no one's judging him really everyone might be going like that's fucking weird because it is right it just is it's there's nothing wrong with it if that's what you're into but it's a weird rugby league scandal and the fact that like i guess almost if he come out going look i'm gay and this is you know to like then you'd almost be like well i guess it's not that weird then you're just unlucky that someone filmed it because he he's he's not and because he said he didn't know that man was behind that unglorious glory hole the paper mache wall you go well this is a very very bizarre situation to find yourself in like play on all good like you know i again maybe we're screaming into our own echo chambers but i think like most people are like fucking no one cares about being the, the homosexual act it was just that it's like fucking that's a bizarre set of circumstances you find yourself in where is he from kurt capewell he is from a very queensland town who apparently... Um, a lot of comments I've seen on shit, people go, mate, every... Where is he from? Charleville. Charleville. Apparently Charleville. everyone from Charleville or Charleville, you know, they, they get up to this sort of thing. It's a Charleville thing. a Charleville thing. That's what the comments say. I mean, I, look, I'm taking the comments on face value, yeah. much like I'm taking Kurt's story at face, face value. value. You have to. He's like, yeah, mate, everyone's got, you know, something like this rolling around. That's it. People like to do weird shit. Not everyone's necessarily doing this. Mm. But I think everyone's sort of just going like, mate, you know, fuck. There are worse days. Yeah. You know what I mean? There are worse days than getting sucked off through a glory hole. Look, this isn't a great... It's not a great day. He looked to be enjoying himself. He looked like he was having a great time. I'll say that. I'll say that. I mean, if you're out of money, though, like, I mean, I'd I, be selling something. Oh, but again, look, I don't know if it was necessarily about the money. Sell your, sell your pants, I don't know, too. I don't know if it was about the money, necessarily. You rock up, you get paid, you, you get cleaned up, you clean up. Polished off. Polished off. You know, so I, I, I don't think it's like some act of desperation. Well, that's, I think, how he sort of described it. He need, young and needed money. Not what I saw. I saw easy money. That's what I... It's. I think it's easy money. I don't think it's like, holy shit, I can't eat tonight. I think it's like... If you're into that sort of thing from Charleville again, and I'm not, I'm not branding them all with the same brush. Again, just going off the comments, going off the comments. Maybe he looks at this and goes, "Easy money." Do you know what I mean? Maybe he rocks up, he goes, "Bit of modelling work, easy money." He's a bit oh, of get your dick out, easy money. Put in this glory hair, easy money. He's got a look. He's and, and, and he's got a bit of get up and go about him, and he's got a hog on him. Yeah, he's he's hogged up. Yeah, he's hogged up again. Sort of feeds in quite nicely, though, right? It's like, oh god, some you know, a, an attractive man rocks up with a huge piece by accident. Mm. I feel like you might, have, you know, I feel like you're gonna get screened for that sort of thing, don't you? I mean, yeah, they're probably checking. Don't you reckon? I mean, yeah, dude. I assume it was a low budget operation. I don't know whether they necessarily have the time to be screening fucking hogs, hard ons. Maybe they do though. Like if you write- again though if you're if you're fucking wall pulled that severely though aren't you suing someone or don't you go back and want to like well look throw hands yeah yeah but like again a friend of ours who we won't we won't bring up but we'll talk about he may have been wall pulled like that and what did he do after it excuse me our friend King's Cross 
went to film a, a low budget oh. film. <laughs> Was nude, got tied up, was yeah, in the corner. Yeah yeah, 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 yeah. You can see, you can see how it, it can develop. You can see how, and listen, for all we know, but all I'm saying he is, he didn't get Kurt Capewell, but well, he certainly, he it certainly got out of hand. Well, look, <laughs> look, he didn't get Capewell, but he was nude on the floor with a one man band and filming he tied him. Up. He tied himself up, and the bloke's filming him in a robe, and then he left, and they're in a King's Cross hotel. So you work it out. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You can get to things can get weird quick. <laughs> things can get weird quick, and so I get how. You've still got to play a role. Yeah. And I don't think that once you put your own penis in a glory hole, you can turn around and sue. <laughs> can reach around and touch his beard. <laughs> and when he's done, he gets up and walks past you. He gets up and you. walks past you with fucking half a sleeve tattoo. He's not hidden. He's not in another room. No, no, exactly. It's You're like next to each other. You guys are in the same room. You are paper mache yeah. away from each other. Yeah, exactly. You can... They're closer than you and I now. They are. They are. Like, it's fucking ridiculous. But again, shout out to Kurt Cavewell. Shout out to Kurt. What can you do? Also, fucking shout like respect to him for just owning it. Like, in the sense that, yeah, we got some questions. Sure, we got some questions. But he just owned it. He's like, yeah, it was me. Yep. I didn't know. Uh, well, okay. All right, well, okay. You didn't know. But, like, he's just he still just turned into it and just kind of, fuck it. Yeah, that was me. Good on him. Good on him. Good on him. I fucking shout out to Kurt Capewell. Shout out for Kurt. Yeah. And you know what, dude? If you want to get your fucking dick sucked clean off through a paper mache unglory glory hole in a fucking hotel room in Queensland or wherever he was, Charleville. We don't know where he was. Play on. You play do you. on. You do you. You do you. You just can't deny it's a funny off-season rugby league story. Yeah, that we might have you know had a bit of fun with. Well, you can't help it. It was a funny off-season, off-season story, right? Like, what do you? You doing? gave it to us on a platter, mate. You can't even imagine that sort of a situation. Uh, but anyway, we should move on from that. Shout out to the off-season. Shout out to the off-season. Shout out to Kurt Capewell. Shout out to Glory Holes. Uh, NRL rules, Eddie. Yep. Now, I don't know if this is again. Maybe you haven't seen enough winters, but I feel like a lot of rule changes sometimes for rule changes' sake. Like, to what, to create some sort of narrative excitement. or the, excitement? I don't know. It's the fucking TikTokification it is, sport. It, it, it must be. It has to be. Nothing else to me makes sense. Test cricket left untouched for fucking 150 years. No one blinks an eyelid. And then all of a sudden they were playing day-nighters and shit, which I don't mind, but... Names on the back of the jerseys. I can see where it's getting TikTokified, right? Yeah. Then other newer variations like Big Bash League, they will not leave alone. Netball now they're doing two fucking shots from outside, two points from outside the the circle. Like yeah. they just they won't stop in all sports. No. So this isn't just a rugby league thing. No, but Saint PVL said that he got a an email from a fan saying, "What do you reckon about two point field goal from forty out?" And so he just did it. That's the way the article makes it sound. I reckon that if you did a vote of of the punter and the dribbler. I'd be interested to see what the results would be. No, that was not something anyone was saying was a problem with the game. I don't think... But, like, so this is what I've got problems with, right? Is TikTok TikTokification, where, so where do you stop? Where do you stop with the madness? Yeah. You could seemingly add millions of variations because they're not that influential in the game. So the 40, the 40 out... Very rarely do you see a field goal from forty out. You see a couple, like, but not fucking many, right? And if you're the only way that you're going to be having a crack 
is if you need to win by two. You're need one to win. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, you need to win by two, or you. We need you, to. Well, no, not even need to win by two. You're behind by. But one. you're behind by one, and your last tackle's forty. Yeah, out. and your last tackle's forty out, or you're well back in extra time, like in in terms of the field position. Yeah. But I'm sort of like. What's the fucking point of this? It just doesn't seem like it's something that needed to happen. So the fact that it didn't need to happen and the game wasn't crying out for it then lends itself to it being a a change for change's sake. And it's just kind of like uh, like you just those are the, the the last changes you want to see. You like seeing the changes where you go, oh, okay, like the six again rule, it sped up the fucking game and made it. But like, that's structural change. But that improved the quality of the game. The, the the drop goal thing, which is the only real one that I took any umbrage with or that I could remember being like a lame fucking rule change from the ones that they brought in. I just it's just kinda like what? It's so but it's so fucking random. Yeah, it's random. It's like, oh, forty out, you get two points. Or we're like in a couple of years' time, sixty out, yeah, you get you three, three. points. Like it's 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 too fucking random yeah. for me. Yeah. It's, it's too just, specific. Yeah. I don't get it. And no. it's like yeah, like the twenty forty, for example, they brought in I think last year. I was like, yeah, okay, reverse 40-20, I get it. No one will do it. Not many people and do it. No and I, have you seen one yet? No. I haven't seen no, a single one. I think I've maybe seen one, but the, the thing that I don't mind about but that it doesn't, is... But it doesn't, but it doesn't influence like a, the scoreboard. No, exactly, but it's a nuts-on-the-line play. You're under pressure. How can you bring out the best in a kicker who's like wants to have a crack Cause you can Because they it. can kick them, yeah. but it means having big kahanas. Exactly, and then you do it, and then your team just goes from being under pressure to be like, now yeah. we're on the fucking front foot. Because you've got ta- you to take a punt, right? You're not, on, you're not inside your own 20 on the fifth tackle, for example. You would like to think you've advanced the ball a little bit further than that. Yes. So you've got to have a fucking crack. So I'm, I'm comfortable with that, but I'm also comfortable because... It's not extra points, right? The fact that you're just throwing another point because a bloke's kicking it from forty out, I'm like, hang on, what? Yeah, Why? like you're changing your you're changing the scoring of the game. The scoring of the game, which until this point has been left relatively untouched for a long time. Yeah, I don't know when they went from fucking what is it like? Yeah, the, the four points to six point for a, or five point try or whatever. They changed the like whenever they were last time they changed the scoring. I can't remember. No, but like it just seems like a. Anyway, it just seems like but a this, one. but my my main problem with it is this, punters and dribblers, because it doesn't have a massive impact on the structure of the game, the way the game's played, like the you know the six again rule did, or like reduced interchange does. My fear is that you could feasibly have fucking hundreds of these weird little fucking rules. Do you know what I mean? Yes, and just keep throwing them in, like oh, you know, you fucking. You don't have to take a drop out if you if you force a repeat set or like you know what I mean mm. like I'm making shit up on the spot and it's fra- it's it's frazzled me a bit yes. but like you could you could realistically do fucking anything you know what I mean and my fear is that they'll do more stuff around the end of a game like we're in the last five minutes so fucking you get an extra tackle yeah or, yeah, yeah yeah you know what I mean or if the if the tour, scores are tired then you can you got also, eight tackle sets I'm and also like, interested to know like what the vetting processes for new rules. Like, PVL surely doesn't just swing that big fat hog of his and just go, like... Apparently they consult heaps of people. There'd be a committee. Yeah. I reckon that when they sit down to make the rules, I think that the NRL cell is... TikTok, baby. TikTok, baby. We need to be fucking relevant. We need to be upbeat. We need to fucking, you know, generate a bit of yarn and interest. And I reckon that's the sell. And then on the committee side, I think there was like Ricky Stewart and shit was on it maybe this year. I think they look at it and go, that won't impact the game. None will really do it. 
maybe that's how they come to an agreement on these weird fucking rules yeah, they're right. introducing. We need to make this game more like TikTok, which is, I think, what they were saying with the Big Bash, right? That was like the whole thing with the Big Bash rule changes. Mm, yeah, they're competing with phones. But they've said, so it's approved by the ARLC, the commission, obviously, but there is a newly formed innovation committee, which met on Monday, and a special committee we weren't to asked review to be on the one the one on-field match official. Um, so, yeah, it says the committees were comprised of NRL match players, officials, coaches, and independent representatives. I don't think you need two referees on the field. I'll tell you why. <clears throat> because when they were, when there was two refs on the field, they still went back to 10. Mm. So the bloke's fucking only job, he wasn't doing very well. No. So, so they're not bother? going back to two refs, are they? No, no, no. That was just another thing they kind of tossed up. But that, So the special committee for that met with the innovation committee and the ARLC to, I guess, decide all the different changes. And for someone that were, for for a league that was supposed to be cutting money, sharpening up, yeah, awful lot of weird commissions, uh, and committees yeah, but popping up. No, no, there was a, uh, there's a lot of unemployed former NRL fucking <laughs> former NRL employees. They he he took a samurai sword <laughs> to the fucking. Like their media team. Yeah. And all of their look, life. look, look, look. I know that you were you were head of marketing, but why don't you sit on the on this weird committee yeah, yeah, that yeah. meets once every six months? Yeah, and we're gonna for an hour. You, we're gonna and you'll you. get paid out. Yeah, you'll get paid. Um, so, but that's my opinion. Like, yeah. yeah, if someone kicks from for forty hours, I go, well, yeah, sure, okay. But I just look whatever again in the next twenty years. If we sit down, I I, I predict that we'll have a long fucking list of weird shit that they've thrown. Yeah. In. Hopefully not, but who knows at this rate. Uh, anything else rugby league related, Eddie? I don't. I can't think of anything else. No. Nah. Glory holes and rule changes was it for me. There's well, that's f- an off-season done, right? Mm. There's a few more rule changes, but they're all pretty... They're all pretty pedestrian, aren't they? Yeah, like- but they're good. Like, you know, tr- if a trainer stops play for a player injured, he has to be taken off the field. Oh, I like that. good. Let's go through them. Okay, yeah, go yeah. through them. So there's that. Um, a period of at least two minutes he has to be off the field for so that's if a trainer signals to stop play and they stop play he has to be taken off two minutes like it yeah um bunker reviews so similar to what they trial in a couple games at the end of the season more often now the refs will uh just call a try and then um the conversion has to wait until the bunker has approved that but it'll just mean less time in between so what they what what they're doing is right and this is my understanding of it is though like the ref will rule it if he thinks it's a try on field because he he always does because he has to indicate that yeah he'll he'll go try and then the bunker has the the period of time between him awarding it and the kicker lining up his kick which generally takes about 90 seconds they've got fucking 90 seconds to work it out well i so. i think that was the case for the when they trialed the rule but it says here a conversion attempt will not be permitted until the bunker is satisfied so it might Yeah, take, I know. Yeah, but like, so then yeah. you won't be able to fucking no, rush no, a but, kick. But yeah, you won't be able to... Yeah, no, you, you won't yeah, be able to that's rush true. Kick, yeah. So it's kind of the same thing, right? You, should, well, you but they call were, everything a fucking try? But I think they're just... Well, I mean, it's funny. Like, the way they made out... Well, you just call everything a try, and then it's like, oh, now... No, nah, but not it. everything. Because if he thinks it's a no try, it's a no try. Like, the ref will... Th- if the ref thinks it's no try... And then what? Same thing. Bunker's got time to review it before it conversion? Or if no, if he thinks it's no try, it's just sent upstairs like regular. Yeah. Whereas if he thinks oh, it's course. a try, he's like, take the kick. The idea is to reduce the amount of time it's taking. Mm. Instead it of won't. fucking... But it won't, because the, the time it takes is the time it takes. So if the bunker takes fucking ages to work out if it's a try or not, the guy can't take a kick until the, the bunker's worked the, it out. But the idea is this, is that... They don't have to go like, what? Just, you yeah, no, it's a try. Go kick. And go through your motions and fucking do what you do normally. 
And if it isn't a try, then... then but you can't kick until I've cleared it as the bunker. I just reckon you'd fucking let him kick it. And if but it's not a try, can't. whatever. Why? Just go up. It was void. Well, because then they've already kicked the conversion. What's the point? Like, you know what I mean? Like, that's that's also what they're saying. We're going off the rules. Anyway, that one's a bit weird, but I, like, uh, sure. I don't know what that difference it'll, is. It'll be that. interesting to see how it actually works. Yeah. yeah. And I think maybe it'll just stop things like, you know, a ref will send up a pretty certain try, but then they'll go back two plays to check if they're onside back then. So they can just kind of check. But you know what most of them the are? Try. Most of them are, is he out, is grounded. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. most of them are pretty quick. Yeah. Is it a is it an obstruction? All right. Yeah. Next rules anymore? Um, yep. So uh, play the ball restart when the ball finds touch instead of a scrum. So when the ball's kicked or carried into touch, it's going to be a play the ball instead of a scrum. Yep. Happy with that. Cool. And then uh, also a handover for an incorrect play the ball, which used to be a penalty. Now it's going to be a handover if you don't like play that. the ball right. That's fair enough. Yeah, it's fair enough. You don't want to... Pe- like penalty? The, the amount of fucking penalties they used to give out ridiculous. Yeah. People drop the ball over the tie all the time with fatigue and shit, yeah, you know yeah, what I mean? Yeah. Um, and then, so with the captain's challenge, they'll kind of, similarly to cricket, if the review is inconclusive and it's not definitely gone either way, the on-field call will remain, but the team will keep their challenge. But how the fuck do you decide if it's inconclusive? As in, so you No have, evidence. No okay, evidence. So we just go, we don't know. Like, as in, you know, when there were... Tr- like, remember when there was the benefit of the doubt rule and there was no evidence to overturn? Or like now, with the ref's ruling, no evidence to overturn the ref's decision. Yeah, they've got to overturn. Like, oh, yeah. grounding, yeah. but you can't see the ball. Right, yeah. okay. okay. Or For no, example. Yeah, or no evidence to confirm the ref's decision. Yeah, so okay. we're just staying with it because it was right. the ref's decision. Yeah, I like that. I like that. Again, interested to see how that one works, but I like it. Um. Yep, that's it. Nice. Good on you, Rugby League. Thursday, Adelaide, day-nighter. 3 o'clock, 3 p.m. kickoff if, if you live on the East Coast and, you know, you enjoy the fruits of, of daylight savings. Mm. I'm pumped. I cannot fucking wait. But you know who doesn't seem to be pumped? The Australian cricketer, who are finding seemingly, and maybe not their own fault, but finding ways not to, to turn up not for the nation. Up, ways to go down. Ways to go down. Ways to avoid the Merino. I've never known uh, more concussions in cricket. Look. Again, maybe not enough winners, but I've never seen anything like it. Summers in this case. But in fairness to, uh, look, Cam Green got hit in... Cam Green? Yeah, Cam Cam Green. In the motherfucking face with a cricket ball. Cam will be right. Cam did well not to, like, have uh, even, like, split his face open, or worse. We need Cam to be right. We need Cam to be right. I'll tell you why. Because we don't have any openers. Well, Cam, I don't think he's going to open. No, 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 no. But... But the shuffling... No, 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 but the shuffling... The makeup of the top six, Tom. Yes. Now, if you'll allow me, I brought in some notes. Oh, good. Just First around, time. Just around what we do with the openers. Obviously, Pekovsky out, Warner out, Joe Burns of Smoke and Joe fame. Yeah. You want to hear his numbers? Yep. He averages 11 in Sheffield Shield this season. 11. Great. And in the tour games, he scored four zero zero one. So Joe's been shot four zero zero one. Yep. Now we can't actually shoot Joe yet because we may need to fill a hole. No, Joe's been shot. Okay, so we shoot Joe. Joe's been shot for this year. Joe's yeah. Well, that's the only year that matters. <laughs> so Joe, and next year, this season. Yeah, yeah, yeah you get it. Uh, but Joe's gone. Okay, now. So- Marcus Harris, who didn't like little the Marcus world. Little Mar- the little Marcus Harris that could. He's averaging 118 in Shield this season. Okay. So, you well, know, he's been solution. there, done it. 
You know what I mean? Probably Has he got little- some deficiencies technique-wise that I'm not quite sure of? Yes, if you listen to the right people. But, we're, I mean, we're not the right people. No, though, are we? no, no. We're we not go off right numbers people. and numbers alone. And 118, that'll do it for me. That's more than enough. Look, does he average less than me this year? Yes, but that's a different story. So I like Harris in there, but now we need to start asking questions about how we reorder. Because Cam Green, if he's good, averaging 72 this season in Shield, 63 last, and he's got 125 unbeaten. And he can That's bowl 125 that, not! And he can bowl that big blonde dick off. Against India, um, you know, and he can bowl his cock off. And I think he took fucking three for something, the other three for 40 or something. Yeah. So, he'd look good in a glory hole, put it that way. Cam would look good in a glory hole. But, I mean, I'm not going to say he knows his way around one, but he'd look good in I'm one. I'm not making any accusations, but I'm confident that him paired with a glory hole would be a match made in sort of marketing. Now, does the, does the thought of a young starter, 21-year-old, who's, who's draped himself in, in Moreno wool for the first time get lead in my pencil? Yeah, yeah. it does. Yeah. So I'm, I'm confident Cam will come back from concussion and, and will slot him in 5-6. Well, they picked Moses Enriquez has just been brought into the side and he has a similar role to Cam Green as well, a I think he just batter. went down. Moses? No, no, no. no. He Moses came in. in for Sean, Sean Abbott. Sean Abbott went down. Sean Abbott. Sean Abbott out. went down. Who else yeah. went down today? Moses today. There was someone else. Really? Yeah. Um... Yes, there was. Just go to cricket.com, Fox Sports, cricket.com. Um, Not Finch. They said Finch is going to take, but he mm-hmm. wasn't in the test. Yeah. No, 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 no. But look, there's a few people that have been kicked around as potential openers, Edward, that I you know find what? interesting. So, so look, for mine, you've got two options. Again, I don't know what the fuck I'm talking about, but this is, this would be what I'd be doing. You either put Labra up yeah. to, to open. Yeah. And then you reshuffle the order. Cam comes in at probably five or six, probably six. Or you put Matthew Wade up to open and then you put Cam in at six. Because then Labra stays at one, Smith at two, Travis Head at, uh, well, sorry, first job, second job, third job. You know what I mean? Three, four, five. Then you're not really upsetting the makeup so much of the order. I mean, I'm just trying to work out, like, and again, don't know what the fuck I'm talking about, but where does, didn't know Matthew Wade was an opener. Does he open for Shield for Tassie? apparently? Apparently, apparently he's opening at three now. Oh no, he's he's not opening. opening. At apparently, three? he's That's coming. In, he's coming in at three now. Right. So not enough for Tasmania. No. Not an opener. Um, I tell you, who I saw Mark War put out there. But Labra, he he debuted in Shield as an opener. Right. So he's got opening pedigree. Pedigree. <laughs> yeah. Um, Mark War threw in T Pain to the mix. No. Mm. Now no. listen, T Pain. No, that's madness. I love T Pain, and again, T Pain. T-Pain fucking purpose-built for glory hole work, but I don't know where that's come from because he can't bat that well from my experience of watching T-Pain bat for the nation. Why the f- Now, no offense to T-Pain, but he's not in our top six batsman. You wouldn't think so, no. Not on the numbers? No. So why is he opening now? Well, maybe, maybe because he'd look good in a glory hole, Eddie. That aside, yeah, that shouldn't really be taken into account, should it? I didn't know we were picking the Test side again. You know, up against one of the, the great rivals in world cricket yeah. in a in a year that matters. Yeah, where we've got to get W's on the uh, board if we want to go to old uh, go to Lords rather in uh, June July and win the the inaugural. We yeah. all know what's at stake. Yeah, yeah, yeah. To put a bloke 
at the top of the order just because he looks good in a glory hole seems like sheer fucking madness to me. Seems like we're missing the point. We're putting the the hole before the glory. We need glory first. I mean, I, look, I didn't know 2020 was going to be the renaissance of the glory <laughs> hole, but I mean, this is it's this been, is taking it too far. It's been one of the great comebacks. <laughs> this is. I don't think the glory hole knew it had it in it. No, I thought the glory hole had just was resigned to truck stops, but now it seems the like glory hole itself had resigned itself to truck, to truck stops. stops. Now it's now it's like on TMZ getting pats, you know, going out to dinner with people on the street. The glory hole's coming back, dude. Holy glory hole's being spotted at all these like fucking events, mm-hmm. openings. Galas. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's an influencer now. Yeah. If someone hasn't made the Glory Hole an Instagram account, I mean, <laughs> you're fucking missing the boat social media-wise. So, that is it. That is be it. that as it may. Be that as it may. Don't think Tim should open. Tim should stay at seven. And then we just make some decisions internally about whether or not we shuffle or we move Matt Wade. I'm probably in shuffle camp. I'm in Camp Shuffle. So you're in Camp Labra and Little Marcus Harris? Can you tell me one thing, Tom? Tell me one thing. Do you honestly think that Steve Smith, the greatest Tets bas- batsman on the on the planet, yeah. making his way to be second greatest all time, if not the, if he's not there already, but he will be, I think, he, he by the end of his career, yeah. are you telling me he can't bat at three? Of course he can bat at three. Some Ricky's would say spot? he's probably like fucking threes where he should be. You can't tell me. You're telling me he can't bat at Ricky's spot? Of course he can. I think bullshit. I think people are more worried about Labra opening than they are about Smudge. But he's got a bit of opening in him. Matt and, Wade's never struck me as an opener. I don't look at Matt Wade and go, "You can open." No, I go. No offense. I listen. I go to Matt Wade. You'd be good. You know, knocking a couple around after we've set a good total. I don't mind the way Labra leaves. You got to have a bit of leave in you if you bat three anyway. You got to be all leave. He's pl- he's got plenty of leave in him. He likes to get the chewy going. He yeah, fucking, yeah, You know, yeah, explores yeah, yeah. the pitch. He knocks the fucking bat around. Moves the hand. He moves around. the hand. He chews. He chews. He chews. Take shine off. No, they'll be bowling outside off all the time. They'll mm. try and lure you in. Block, son. Block, block, block. If you're that good, you can block nut. Yeah. Block and leave nut. Block and leave nut, mate. Swallow a bit. That's... Swallow a bit, block a bit, leave a bit. That's all it is to it. I mean, I could open. I'm too busy. We've got way too much on. Working for KO again. But... I mean, oh, yeah, exactly. What are we doing? You know, I mean, fuck. I mean, listen, if it weren't for the fact that KO basically, you know, paying us to watch every single ball of cash? test cricket. Are we, you know, have they gone, listen, we want you to watch every ball of test cricket. And pay you handsomely. We're going to pay you by the ball. Yep, fine. <laughs> That's fine. That's listen, fine. we're being paid You'd be by sickened the at the amount of money I'm getting paid per, per ball. Per ball. <laughs> it's sickening. It's like, you know, the Ronaldo numbers when it's like, yeah, what does yeah. he get paid per second? Yeah, yeah it's exactly. It's like, like that. Yeah, it's but ridiculous. Per ball. By ball, we need to do a breakdown. <laughs> I can tell you, well, look, it may look a little underwhelming up, up front. Yeah. But, you know. <laughs> but if you put it into context. It... <laughs> so that's what I'm doing. I'm shuffling. Okay, and then Cam Green pending concussion. I'd put him in at six. And if he is concussed, we can bat for half a day, two days even. Well, surely he just, yeah, if he is concussed, he just needs it. We just bowl first. What, what about this? We bat for a day, give him an extra day, and then you come in, you know, by 11, or not 11.30, but what, be 5.30? Just before, just before tea or yeah. drinks, whatever the fuck they call it in this day night shit, time for the brain to stop rattling. You'll be fine. Or your bowl first, give you more time. But no one else, to my knowledge, putting their hand up for that no. for that merino wool, except for maybe Moses. I don't know what his shield numbers are. 
but I think he's been going all right in Shield numbers, and he's been there and done it, not to any great degree. i tell you what I won't tolerate, Eddie, is Sean Marsh being allowed within four feet of the fucking side. Sean, look, I don't know what the fuck it is, but Sean... There must be some Shield cricketers who are seeing the amount of opportunities he's been given in the Australian team and be like... What, who do I need to glory hole to get he a is, fucking but you know what it, shot at a bag? But you know brain. what it is about Sean? This is the thing about Sean. Sean honey dicks us because I think he's averaging over 100 in shield this season, for example. Fucking great numbers. Yeah. So he just honey dicks you. Yeah. He's like, look, if you pick me, I'll do fuck all. But how about this little, this little 100 well, average going over here, baby? Listen, I'm not making any reference to the size of Sean's piece, but when he's put... When he's put up in front of the glory hole and there's an opportunity for glory, it ain't that glorious. That's all we're saying. Now, there's no reference there whatsoever. No, no, no. We're all, just we're saying saying is, all we're saying is when the, when the, when the paper mache glory hole is there to be filled, yeah. he doesn't seem to fill it. He doesn't it. seem to be able to fill it. That's from our perspective. Yeah. And that's based on the test cricket that we watch. Hmm. International. Yeah, test cricket. So, yeah, sure. Sheffield Shield glory holes are truck stop glory holes. There's not much to them, you know. There's no, there's no pomp and pageantry and sort of and sort of a gravitas to the to the truck stop glory hole. Mate, playing at Jermoyne Oval in front of three fucking absolute dribblers versus you know ninety thousand. Not that we'll get it this year, but ninety thousand at the MCG and Boxing Day are worlds apart. They're different glory holes. Getting your penis out in front of three people versus ninety thousand are different things. Different beasts. Different beasts. Some some people, most people, suffer from fucking stage fright. Performance anxiety. Most people. But there is a select few in this country. In fact, only anyone 11. Can put, anyone can put their dick in a glory hole to chuck stop, Tom. <laughs> That's all I'll say. <laughs> sort of like that... Um, you know, like the sword in the stone and Prince Arthur, and there's only one guy that can pull the sword out of the stone? There's like a very... There's a very... There's very few fucking swords that can go through this glory hole and look glorious coming out the other side. And there's like 11 of them. We need to pick the most ele- like glorious... 11. 11. The glorious 11. That's the glorious 11. That, you know, put up to the rigors of a paper mache hole. <laughs> and and some very rough treatment on the other side. <laughs> a barrage, you could say. <laughs> Oh, can you take a beating or not? <laughs> can I say this? I believe it was Malcolm Knox of cricket writer fame. Who look I of, Austra- of the Australian fame? Yeah, no, I think Sydney, of the, Sydney, Morning, Sydney Morning, Herald. Morning Herald. Listen, I've got to be honest. I don't mind reading Malcolm's stuff. I love coming around to summer and just reading some of the most, like oh, you know, over the top. And verbose sort of rhetoric around cricket, right? Where you go, like, I've been in rugby league world. Now I'm just reading, like, poetry and, you know. All they this. write well. They write very well. They don't write like, oh, yeah, I reckon fucking. Like Danny Widler's. Yeah, Danny like, Widler's like, you know, ball going, you to hit up the ball. Dude, more Danny like- Widler's article that he wrote today was like, or the other day was like, that the, the Panthers players don't like their, the Panthers players don't like their chairman. And it's like, he wants to be the new go- the godfather of Penrith, like Nick Politis is, but they don't like him. And you're like, this is some real bitchy, like, like a chick had come home from school and says you're getting bullied because it was written on, like, TikTok or whatever the fuck the social media at the time is. Anyway, 
Cricket writers, a bit different, very poetic, over the top. But Malcolm calling for the outlawing of the bouncer was one of the most disgusting pieces of journalism I've seen in my time. Well, it's, you know what it is? It's easy. It's, oh, it, you know, it's, I live in a PC world and I have to fucking, I'm a sheep. Yeah. And I follow everyone else's fucking opinion because, you know what I mean? I, I, I'm not allowed to have a voice anymore. It's a low testosterone opinion. It's weak. Yes, the bouncer has caused some damage, but statistically, 100%. it's caused fuck all. Yeah. But also, but also, like, yes, it's dangerous, and yes, people get concussed, which isn't good, and obviously in Philip Hughes's case, the worst fucking case scenario happened, but that's kind of it, though, for cricket where it's happened like that. And, I mean, like, what... You can die doing Formula One. Do you fucking no, take but, the cars no, but, out no, but of you it? Just, you make, but you, you just we you can't make, go you, quick you, in you Formula make, One. But what do they do? They make the equipment safer. Yeah, make the make the helmet better. Make the helmet better. Make the helmet better. They can take a fucking the body can bounce back. You can take a bouncer to the body, bruh. Make the helmet. Make the better. helmet better. It's are you telling me that's impossible? Are you are you, are you gonna try and fucking convince me? That that's impossible. We saw a Formula One guy climb out of a fireball, and you can't make a helmet Mate, safer. They never used to. W- Viv Richards didn't know what a helmet was. He pulled bounces off his chin. He couldn't give a fuck. No, he used to headbutt the ball. Now we've gone a long way from there, right? And with the with the Phil Hughes tragedy, we're trying out some new things. But I refuse to believe that we can't make it even better and better and better. And in the future, Tom, we will. We absolutely will. So to stand here and go the cheap throwaway line or get rid of the bounce because it's dangerous, it's like, bruh, everything's dangerous to a point. You've got you to take the situation and improve it. Yeah. It's as simple as that. We haven't even had a ball because, of test cricket bowled in this negative son of a bitch. Because, you, because it's like you're, you're missing the point a little bit, bruh. The bouncer is critical. Yep. It's not, it's not a throwaway. It's not like the shoulder charge, which... The shoulder charge was fun in rugby league, but it didn't define the way the game was played. No. You don't go... A team isn't like, holy shit, we can't shoulder charge anymore. We're fucked. Like, it's can- not like a cannonball tackle. Weapon. Cannonball tackles, like, nothing. And they no, get yeah. rid of that? They get yes. rid of it. It's fine. Game yeah. moves on. But but the bouncer is actually... It's like a full-on tactic. Yeah, it's a tool. It's a tool to intimidate and then draw them into a false sense of security or play a, a rogue shot or wig know, them out or wig them out, like getting their head. There's a like it's a it's very important. It's critical, Tom. It's critical to a team's success it's or critical. a bowling unit's success. And think about what you'd lose from the game outside of it being critical. Mitchell Johnson, thirteen, fourteen, one of the great bowling performances of all. Mate, time. you take you take the bouncer out of that, we probably lose the series. Get the, it just doesn't. No one remembers the fucking series. But it doesn't matter about like. Re, we remember it because it was sick, but also I'm telling you right now, Mitchell Johnson's renaissance that summer where he ripped and teared the English a new and That's Norse, one of my favourite summers ever from that. How many wickets would have he take would he have taken without the bouncer? Yeah, barely any. He took like fifty for the series or something. Sick. You know what else you take with the bouncer, Malcolm? Wickets. Yeah. Because they put their hands up and they glove them. Were you taking are you taking away a, a wicket up? Take the opportunity. I don't know where Malcolm's coming from because cricket, because he's like a cricket purist. I thought, I thought, I feel lied to, but like I thought he would have been smart enough to not say dumb shit like that. Like, yeah, concussions are serious problem. Of course like, they are. Yeah, yeah. Make the helmets safer. Uh, they have, make it better. Uh, they have army helmets. They get shot into and people survive. Correct. Make so the helmets that. better. 
And I think Malcolm's missed the kind of half the point of the bouncer, which is fear, which is that players don't want to get hit in the head. So you better play it well and watch out because mm-hmm. that's why we're bowling. The only, thing, the only, the yeah. only thing I'd allow, the only thing I'd allow, you're allowed two bounces and over. I feel like there is a rule around that anyway. There's two. It's like you're allowed two and over. Yeah. yeah. Otherwise, it starts to be yeah. buys. If I'm going to budge on anything, I'll allow one. No. Fuck. That. If I had, if I had, if you, yeah. if you, because it's but, fucking five then, days long. And these then games. one happens, and then you know, oh, I'm not going to get. Yeah, that's yeah, true. You don't know whether you, you need yeah. to. You, you need, need to because element of surprise. Yeah, yeah. you need to. Are they back to back? Yeah. Are they, are they at the Fuck. top and tail? Mate, no, it's, no, it's whenever it. you want. No, you're two right. and over. You got to have two. Suck eggs. Just make the helmet better. Make the helmet better. Kevlar. Get that shit in there. Whatever. Make the helmet better. Just make it better. But I think that's it, right? That's the solution. Make the helmet better. So, Biff's over the weekend. Anthony Joshua KO'd uh, Sergey Puvalev, I think was his name. Mm. Now, obviously, anyone watching the fight was like, why the fuck isn't he fighting Tyson Fury? He is, actually. Yeah, right, but he is, but he is. Like, you're fighting all these people in between, right? It's ridiculous. I th- but he... <clears throat> I know there's mandatories there's and all that shit. There's I know, mandatory. I know. Well, but, but the idea is, the idea is, not to... Not to cut you off from you from your great point. It's that <laughs> they want all the belts on the line when they fight each oh, other. I get ya. Otherwise, it loses a little bit. You know what I mean? Sure. Go defend this belt against this loser, and then and then we get the mega fight that we all want. I want every fucking belt on the line there is. Yes, that's what I want. I'm with you. But what I'm saying, if I have is- to wait three months, I will. Oh yeah. wait, mega we- fights. How often do mega fights come around? Very rarely. Never. Yeah. So. Get it right. Yeah, but they, get it right, sure. But you still got to win. Yeah, Joshua won. Tyson's got to fight some other loser as well. And that, you know, obviously you assume he wins. But, like, you just... It's annoying. Just make the fucking fight. Either way, Anthony Joshua fucked him up. Puvlo, a bit of a weirdo. Uh, you may remember a couple of years ago, like, he was being interviewed by a, a journal, a female journal, and he just fucking full-blown kissed her out of nowhere after a fight. She was like, what the fuck? Like, fully kissed her. Yeah. Sicko, weirdo, got what he deserved. I think he said some racist shit as well about Anthony Joshua. Anyway, that's boxing. Mm. Hopefully the fucking... Uh, he got fucking pumped. Yeah, he got fucked up. He got fucked up. Joshua looked great. Yeah, he did. I still think Tyson Fury probably wins. <laughs> oh, look. Anything can happen in boxing. Blah, 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 blah. The old, the old sayings. But I like Tyson because he's almost seven foot and he moves like he's fucking five foot six. Yeah. That's why I like Tyson. Yeah. And... He's just so eloquent and different. Well, elo- but he's eloquent. Eloquent as- is when you speak. He is eloquent. Oh, okay. You like the way, the way he that he's like. Like, have you heard him on Joe Rogan? Like, he's yeah, sort he's, of like, yeah, yeah. I know what you mean. That's fair. It's I'll, sort I'll of like he's sort of. He has a way with words. He has a way with words. Maybe yeah. He might. He might Not have a bit of a rough accent. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But he's like, you know, I get you. No, that's fair. Um, but now that that's a box ticks though. Now we look to Tyson to to do what he needs to do, and then what. Can I lock? Can I lock him in for April? Uh, you'd hope so. Can I lock him? Can I lock? You know what? I'll lock him in when there's crowds. Because fighting, yeah, you need crowds. Without that. crowds, I'll say it right now, is pretty shit. And they're two UK fighters, so it needs to be in England. It's then it, do it at the O2. Yeah, is it the O2 without the the tennis? Yeah, pretty sure it's the O2. Have it at the O2, bruh. 
I just think it's pretty. I think it's shit fighting shit without without fans. UFC does it well. It does it okay. It does it well. It does it. Yeah, I think they do. No, no. I'm not saying it's like. But you obviously you lose the you reaction. Fucking shit loads. Yeah, you do. You're, you're you're getting desensitized, bro. No, but that's what you need to. The thing is, you have to be desensitized. The blackness. To it. The blackness. Around this, it's fine. But I it's want not to that be desensitized good. to it because I can't have it. So you need that. What they've done is a good job of desensitizing you to what you've lost. Yeah. But when they get it back, obviously that's the pre- the preference. difference is. Dude, fun. apparently they're going to have crowd full crowds for Connor. Of course they Corio will. In Abu Dhabi, of course they will. Connor wouldn't have fought without crowd. Well, the UFC wouldn't have wasted. Like it's like, mate, we they're need going- the gate. We they need, need the, the money. Well, everyone, it, it, there's just too much money flying around. Yeah. Or the potential for without. You just don't get Conor back for a fight of that magnitude. No. And any fight he fights in is big. is huge. Without but a you wouldn't. it'd be disappointing if you were to have Fury and Wilder in fucking Abu Dhabi. They would never... They, won't, they will not fight unless there's a fucking crowd. Yeah, but I'm saying a crowd in Abu Dhabi is different to a crowd in, in, in England. They'll fight in England, mate. They're rolling out that Pfizer vaccine as we speak. Yeah, I know. They're still... It's all over the shop. And the vaccine is like, you know... Not that I'm a fucking scientist but it's been rolled out pretty quick who knows it'll fucking make you grow like a third leg or something. i was i was i was listening to someone the other day just on vaccines anti-vaxxers soon hugh allen in front of the show he was saying that who's apparently been wrongly fingered with the rose he has been he's been fingered by the, the manufacturer is that off the back of, of the the speed at which the vaccine has been brought to market they they hope that this sets a new standard for vaccine rollouts, which has historically been fucking slow. The point they're trying to make is they don't need to be as slow as they have been in the past. So they just haven't needed to be this quick. They so just haven't needed to be to... this quick. Like you know, you, you like to believe in the Australia, for example, will be a great test because our regulators, right, are in no rush really. Yeah. How many fucking cases we get here a day? Fuck all. ScoMo actually said that. They... Is it a problem down here? No. So you'll be able to tell. If the regulators like what they see, they'll fucking approve well, that's it. that's what happened. So the, there was a, a vaccine developed in the University of Queensland. And they and fucked it off. They were going to get 50 million doses. Then they were like, oh, actually, this gives false negatives for HIV. Laters. We're not yeah. fucking doing this shit. Exactly. So he was like, we don't need to fucking worry about rolling but they, but they, But there you go. So if, they, if they're happy with the, the Pfizer one and the... the Modella one or whatever the fuck it's called in the Oxford University one, then they'll appear. You know what I mean? Like, we're not in a rush down here, which will, I think should give you confidence. Well, it's good for us. Yeah, I'm not fucking... We don't need to rush into any vaccine. Anyway, whatever. Uh, hopefully we see that fight. UFC, um, it was a pretty good fucking card on the weekend. Now, I didn't get to see any of it because I was sinking uh, tins and tequila shots. Did they not show them at the Nelson? Uh, it was a pay per view, so you only saw the undercut, like the the you know the. They don't buy fights at the Nelson. They certainly do, but I don't think it's worth it. Like there wasn't many people there, and you got to pay as a pub. I think like between one and three grand for those sort of events, as mm. opposed to it costing you or I fifty bucks at home. Pubs have to pay more because there are shitloads of people there. I get it. Yeah. Do you get it? Yeah. Thought I was just helping to explain it to you. I sure. don't think you need to take that tone with me. You know, you did ask why it wasn't on. So I was explaining. I'm just. Oh, I just thought that we was, also have a podcast that no, goes out to millions and millions of people who maybe they don't get it. Yeah. So even though I'm explaining it to you, I'm explaining it to them. You know, sometimes Fair. that's the way. But it I'm goes. just saying, I thought the Nelson of all pubs would show it. I was. Shakespeare's a pub that would just just wear a thousand. You know dollars. what I mean? I feel like I can walk into a pub and go, "They'll show the UFC. Here. They'll yeah. show fights." But see, that's like pubs that show fights usually have a, a fight feel about. Yeah, it. you get the fight and vibe. 
Fine ride. Beach road. Fight. Would people ride. punch on yeah. here? Yeah. Oh, Fights are on. Oh, there you go. Yeah. Four beach road, definitely. Nelson. Road. I usually, I've actually seen a fucking humongous fight out the front of the Nelson once when I was like 18 with a bunch of my mates. Like this is when we just finished school and I had some mates, Streety obviously involved, from another <laughs> school. And like it was just all of their boys and all of these other boys all out on the street fighting. And we were sitting inside going, what the fuck's going on out there? And it was like just madness. So yeah, fighting vibes. Mm. But the Nelson, not a fighty pub. It's actually a great pub. It's my fucking. Favorite. That allows dogs, mm. which is the yeah. best part about yeah, it. Yeah, Tonka can rip my finger off whenever he wants. Dude, uh, I've seen one of the biggest fights I've seen outside Beach Road. It was the day of the Mayweather McGregor fight. There you go. And literally, people it just fucking stirs them up. Out out people on, people yeah. watch it and they go, "I can do that." Yeah, spilling well, out into at, the street, like rum, bumping punch, into punches, someone. like swinging and throwing. People getting held back. And people who people because they're like talking, fighting, and they've seen a few boxes on the undercards. There's a lot of head movement, <laughs> a lot of head movement in fights that are like outside a pub when a fights on. A lot of down there as yeah, well yeah, who are yeah. you know they're pro beef but mm. like head oh yeah dude I got it's all about head movement stick and move stick and move a lot of weird jabs and then they punch like throw wild haymakers yeah. so you yeah, know, yeah. yeah it's, it's yeah. great it's great gear though if you're not involved in it anyway UFC was alright Tony Ferguson got fucking dominated which is like a sad I feel like he's exiting stage left after missing out on those Khabib fights poor old Tony it's all timing bro mm-hmm. it's all time got arm barred within an inch of his life Fuck, dude, did... It was disgusting to watch. I didn't like... Like, I mean... He didn't tap. He didn't, t- he didn't tap. I respect that. But I'm like, fuck, the, the human body shouldn't be forced to no. go No, well, that. it'd be interesting to see what happened if he's, like, broken it. Unless he's ambidextrous, I don't see how it's not. Now, ambidextrous is when you are skilled with both hands. So if you could throw a ball with both hands... But what's hands, the one... What is it double-jointed? Double-jointed. Double that's what I wanted. Look, I didn't want to fucking correct you on, on your podcast, you know, but sometimes... No, but sometimes you need it. I got it. You know what I mean? I was saying Argentina was in fucking Europe. You know what I mean? Like, sometimes you just... <laughs> you did call him Prince Arthur t- earlier today, and it was King Arthur. I mean, fuck off, Dave. Do you all... Yeah, yeah, yeah. Don't make yeah, us yeah, meet you, Yeah, bro. yeah, yeah. Will me that... F- I'm sorry, was it... <laughs> I mean, King I, I, I let it slide because I didn't want to interrupt yeah, the Yeah, well, if you didn't it, let it so, slide, you know. I would have glassed you with a bloke here. Would have canned you. Um... But yeah, so look, you know, I had to pick it, pull you up on that, but that's all right. Um, but that, but, you know, it was whatever. a draw. What was it a majority draw? Fuck, it was good fights. All we want to see, punters and dribblers, is biffs of Biff. substance. Of substance. And for a long time, you know, well, not for a long time, but there's a lot of fights going on that aren't of substance. UFC has done well in this COVID year to maintain the rage. Some sort of rage. Yeah, well, dude, they filled a glory hole for everyone. <laughs> They filled the glory hole for the punter and the dribbler. Like they, they were the first to come back and fill a glory hole. But I yearn, I still, I yearn for crowds. The old days, yeah. Even though they weren't that old, well, they like last year. No, well, Connor first fucking pay per view of the year, full crowd, glory hole filler. Yeah, yeah, fill me up. Now a little bit closer to home, you know, the domestic market. Australia likes to put on. Um, you know, it's it's its own version of mega fights. Is this more the truck stop glory hole in terms <laughs> Australia, of rating it? Yeah, yeah. Australia is, is a truck stop glory hole in terms of the fights it rolls out. <laughs> the next mega fight on the cards is Mark Hunt of walk-off king fame who I was told this afternoon hasn't fought for three years. Correct. That blew my fucking mind. Yeah, yeah. Don't know where the Hasn't boxed are. for 20 years. Don't know where the years are gone. And Paul Gallen of Rugby League fame. Yeah. Now that's what that's what it's become. That's what's become down here. Well, he's not even the main event. Do we even know who Tim Zoo's fighting? No. 
He's fighting a plumber, dude. <laughs> and like we said the other like day, we said, the, the, the path to glory in this country, at least, is paved, paved with, with plumbers. plumbers. Mundane invented the blueprint and the blueprint has been passed down to the generation, next generation, generation of fighters. Yeah. Fuck America off, mate. You can make shitloads of coin off in your own backyard fighting on Wednesday nights or Friday nights against plumbers. It's as simple as you that. You can sell out Bank West. Fighting the, the plumber. The guy's literally just finished fucking fixing the pipes on the joint. You know how? You know how? Oh, Tim Zoo, like, yeah, he beat Jeff Horn. He's up and coming. He's like, you he can trade off the old man's name, but he's not that big. How do we make him bigger? Plumber. Plumber. How do we make him bigger than that? An old fighter versus an old leggy. Yeah. Bang. Sell out. That's the model. Mate, and that's the thing, right? You've got Gallon and Hunt selling the pay-per-view because no one knows who the fuck this plumber is. That's what I'm saying. That, but like, gone are the days. Said we've got smarter in this country. Your code and asses, who I'm sure is involved to some degree, getting smarter and smarter. We can't just sell the punter and jubler plumbers anymore. We're going to roll out old fucking near dead leggies. Yeah. And that's how you get the job done. Yeah. Plumber times leggy times half decent fighter equals blockbuster. Yeah, yeah. If you want, they're the three elements to a card. To a modern day card. To a modern day Australian boxing card. Yeah. You need uh, an up and coming Australian fighter of some prodigy, prodigious talent. Or who's already, you know, made a name for himself, like a horn, for example. Yeah, yeah. A well known Australian fighter. Mm -hmm. A plumber. Yep. Who's fought under the bright RSL lights of this nation. Yep, yep. Nothing brighter than, say, like a 60-watt light bulb. Though. Maybe 50-watt. 50-watt, 40-watt. Look, or... A, dull. Yeah, dull. Dull Maybe lights. nothing lighter than a McDonald's bathroom light, or is that too light? That's actually probably too light. That's, that's probably too that's light. That's probably too light. So you're, you're like, you know... Well, let's you say know, a 60-watt... You know when you're in the... You're, bedside you're, lamp light. Yeah, yeah. You walk into your car, and you... In a Macca's car park, you're up the back somewhere. That, that sort of the dim street light. Anyone that's played at Wentworth Park, Oztag, that, yeah, yeah, on yeah. a on a on a dark, cold Wednesday night in the middle of winter, that wattage. Okay, so that's let's just. Well, say, you can't see the ball. Let's just say sixty watt. Yep. So you need a, a well-known fighter, a plumber who hasn't fought in anything brighter than sixty watt light. Yep. And then you need a retired or current NRL player who can throw a little bit. Yeah. Fighting someone or else. Or who likes to think they can likes throw. Likes to think they can throw. Now, if you can pair that league with a former UFC fighter, walk-off king, now you have the fucking recipe for one of the great Australian fucking fight nights in history. Yeah. A, paper, a pay-per-view blockbuster. Yeah, a pay-per-view worth the fucking probably $120 they're charging. That's the recipe. Can you check how much it costs to pay-per-view, please, Dave? Yeah, for... Yeah. Um, but that's the recipe, and I'm fucking excited for it. Will I be watching it? 150% yes. 150%. I think that Mark Hunt absolutely murks Paul Gallant. And if he doesn't, then... I think he walks off. Yeah. That's what I think. I think he walks off. Also, shout out to Matty Nabel for one of the great... Boxing rev Boxing rev-ups. I mean, if he didn't put Legend in the pencil, nothing will. Matty Nabel is now, and look, I don't think it's in any small part to the uh, groundswell of support that we've shown him here at the podcast, but he's now Mr. Everyman across Fox Sports. Look, are we paid royalties? No. But are we? Maybe. 60 bucks. fifty nine ninety five. I'll pay that. An extra 10. I love that they just throw an extra yeah, 10 yeah, yeah. on there. Reasonable. Reasonable. Again, the recipe's pretty spot on. Well, that's what, I mean, that's what they're selling you. The recipe. Look what we've given you. Yeah. And then if Timmy Zoo wins, he goes to America, 
probably gets a money fight, probably gets murked, and then comes back and fights plumbers. I think he stays for one more and then goes. You think he gets one more plumber? I think he gets one more plumber. Maybe here. a better plumber. I think he gets one more plumber. Say a pretty good fighter with plumbing in his... With plumbing pedigree. Yeah, he's a... <laughs> exactly right. <laughs> then he goes to the bright lights of Las Vegas and gets fucking KO'd in the first round, and then he comes back and he slowly descends back, back down back the ladder plumbers. and just works his way back through. It's like a triangle. Yeah, before then he becomes the plumber. Yes. Like Mundane, like Mundane showed us. Mundane, you know, that's it. Like all- Jeff, and then Jeff Horn followed. And now Jeff's a plumber. Who did he fight? Terence Crawford. Yeah, got absolutely that went well. fucking rolled. <laughs> that went well. Just quickly, I was, uh, I was surprised to see that Cody Walker... Cody Simpson. Um, Cody Simpson of Australian pop star fame. Of, oh, was with Miley Cyrus. Was Chong and Miley Cyrus for a time fame. Is, you, is that dog, do you reckon? What do you mean, is that dog? Like, you know, should you be going for another strain? Like, if you're in that, you know, sort of pop starry Hemsworthy bracket. world. Like, oh, because she was with the Hemsworth. Yeah. Well, I mean, if they're not mates, I think it's play on. Obviously, if they're mates, that's incredibly dog of Cody Simpson. But again, I mean, not for us to comment. <laughs> Couldn't give a fuck. <laughs> not where I was going. Um, but he has, whether you believe it or not, I mean, it's a hard, you'd want to be telling the truth, but he's qualified for the Australian Olympic trials for 50-meter butterfly, I believe. 100-meter. 100-meter butterfly. The qualifying time that you have to beat is like 56 seconds. He looks pretty yeah. good. Dude, he's a fucking weapon. Apparently, he was an Australian champ when he was 13. Then he went and chased the bright lights of pop stars and pussy. Yeah. Pop so- stars and pussy. Yeah. Um, so, you know, and then now, I think he's like 23. He's gone, you know what? I'm going to turn my hand back to... Is he only swimming. 23? Yeah. Something like that. I don't know. I fucking read the article. Is he 23? Um, we'll get there. But yeah. So, he's still young as fuck. Because mm. again, he was a pop star when he was like 13. Yeah, 23. So his time is qualified with is 54.9 seconds. It's two seconds under which, qualifying. Yeah, to put it into context, the current world record is 49.50. He would have held the world record in 1971. So It's not bad. That's not bad at all. That's He looks... I'll tell you what, he looks pretty he looks fucking good. good. He looks good. He's got that real V going... You know, he's got I mean? the bod you'd want. He's got right? the bod you'd want and you'd need yeah. if you're going to swim, you know, a competitive time. In, so in butterfly, butterfly for the Olympics, Cody Simpson. Is he any? He's no chance, surely. Well, I mean, I don't know what the field is like. For he's the got some time trials until, like, is until next year. Yeah, so he's got time to refine. Imagine mm. if that was what he was an Australian champion. Yeah, I think he was an Australian champion. He was 13. So he's he's he's. Got the runs on them. Mm. Yeah, yeah. And he's put on mass and muscle. Like, seeing that photo, yeah, like, jacked. that's mass not the muscle. same. That's right. Mm. That's not the same, like, little pop star that was, no, you know. That was Chong and Miley Cyrus. Yeah. So, it's you know, funny. If he, if it's he funny what breakups hard. will do to a man. Yeah, send you crazy. Send you back to the pool. And, mate, I've been in the pool myself, as you know. Breakups will send you back to the pool. The pool's, a, the pool's an unforgiving place, mate. Like, you know, you got to really put in some work there, as I would know, having been a frequenter of the pool. Now, can I do a fifty a sub fifty six, hundred meter butterfly? Almost certainly. You not. couldn't do a fifty six fifty. I couldn't do a. I don't. Rec- yeah, no, I couldn't do a fifty six fifty. There's no way. There's no way. There's no way at 56 all. Fifty six is quick. It's very quick. That's quick sticks. I don't know whether I could do a fifty six freestyle. I think I could do that, like a fifty six fifty freestyle. I don't know. I'll time myself next time. I'm next time. I'm back in the water. Time yourself. 
I'll have to get some proper attire. I swim in boardies at the moment. I don't have dick stickers, so I'm just sort of like, just, you know, ticking over the arms and the legs and, you know. I am in the fast lane. You don't sleep, you don't swim in in speedos? I don't have any. I don't have any. Like, I don't have speedos. That that seems awfully... Un-Australian almost a little bit, isn't it? Well, it's just a bit like Jesus. Well, like, I don't have them. I just am like, I can't run because of shin splints. So I rock into the fucking, I'm not like, I'm going to go and buy fucking this and that and this to just so I can go and do a couple of laps. That being said, I am the only man swimming in boardies and I am starting to feel like I should get some fucking dicks. Would you go running in boardies? (laughs) As long as I've got like good undies on, then I'll run in them. Like, I need something to stop How the fucking How far down do they go? Over the knee? No, they're not, they like, they're not... Like rip curl ones? No, they're not ankle swingers or whatever they're called. Come on. <laughs> I mean, I'm a fashionable man. But the boardies for doing laps ain't a good mm. call. Anyway, we should probably dribble, right? Let's dribble. Shout out to Cody Simpson. Kate, <laughs> Cody, yeah, Cody Simpson. And Miley Cyrus. And Olympic qualifications. Mm. Let's dribble. G'day. Uh, Tom, Eddie... For your tunners, dribblers, it's the uh, social smoker here. Um, just ringing to say Merry Christmas, boys, for all your hard work throughout the year. And it's nice. Putting two of my nice. favourite things together, which is uh, food and uh, sports. Uh, and while I've got you on that point, uh, I'd like to ask you, what's your favourite barbecue item? And also, what's your favourite dip and ship combo? I don't mind a bit of salsa and corn chips, um, and I'm impartial for a bit of uh, jats and uh, Fanchoning dip. Love to know your thoughts. Um, also, if you don't mind, uh, it's a good shout out to the uh, Icelandic boat builder. Merry Christmas, mate. Like to hear your thoughts. Have a good one. Merry Christmas. Happy New Year. See you soon. Shout out to the Icelandic boat builder and a Merry Christmas to you. Uh, and I believe that may have been his brother the shy smoker bbq i don't know we did meet his their sister again yeah look where was Christmas it yeah party. we're we, fucking we friends with the whole family we're friends with the whole fam if that's who it is i think it is favorite barbecued food uh well it'll be it'll be steak it'll be onion it'll be sausages sausages and it will be chops if they're going chops fucking absolutely barbecued bacon on a barbecue is fucking really good when you're doing a brekkie fry oh fuck yeah dude real good shit throw some eggs on there skewers Fucking skewers on a barbecue, chicken bro. Skewers. Chicken skewers on a barbecue. Got to cook them right. 100% you do, but like over a flame is mm. just like... Anything over a flame is like... Mate, you can barbecue anything. That's the beauty of the barbecue. Yeah. Barbecued octopus, barbecued prawns. Oh, baby. Now you're talking. Yeah. Now you're talking. Yeah, now we're really starting to fucking yeah, yeah. fill a glory hole. Barbecue what you want. Yeah. That's what I'd say. Yeah. In terms of cheese and dips and shit, mate, like honestly, I'll fucking... I know this might be a bit broad and generic, but I'll eat whatever's going. Like I'm, I'm good to go. You know what I'm really liking at the moment? Those uh, the 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 those biscuits with like figs and olives and mm-hmm. shit in them. That's what Daddy got last night. I don't night. know where they've come from, brah. Heaven, but they've they've. I feel like they've been dropped from heaven. Yeah. Onto my lap in the last year or two. They have, and I'm absolutely loving that. Bang! Put a, put a bit of hummus. 
tzatziki, eggplant dip, fucking beetroot dip, beetroot dip salsa, bit of blue, bit of blue on there. But the, the salsa and chip thing is one that's very generic, stock standard. But fuck, you can't go wrong with a mild salsa dip that, and a that, you know that you know that biscuit I'm talking about. That with a bit of blue. Maybe Gross. I've got a bit of prosciutto on top, quince bro. Quince paste. Maybe, maybe a bit. If of prosciutto. you don't have quince paste in your cheese boards, bro, then you can fuck. Maybe off. a bit of taramasalata on there, bro. Yeah, smoky. Dude. You know Which I believe saying? you said is the most exotic thing you've ever yeah. eaten. Uh, what about this? Uh, Mercer Valley, those biscuits we're talking about, olive tapenade. Okay. Fuck off okay. with that. Okay. Fuck off with that okay. nonsense. Okay. Again, I'm yours, bro. I'll Cheese eat whatever the soon. fuck's going yeah, yeah. on. I Load me up. We're all missing guac. We are missing guac. And that's why Dave is here. Sometimes we want to glass him, but. <laughs> Sometimes all we want is guac. Oh, we want squat. And like, you can do guac many ways. You can do guac with the like, the French, the Spanish onion mm. chopped up in there. Sometimes tomato like, as well. tomato yeah. chunks, mm. you know, like chunks of tomato in there. I actually make a main guac. Ooh. Tomato and guacamole. Salt. Bit of chili as well. Chili. Yeah. Chili. Get the chili olive in there. Oil. Plenty of olive, baby. Mm. Damn, yes. dude. This thing gets us hungry, doesn't it? We're almost a food blog. Yeah, yeah. Look, we are. He's done a, he's done a, fo- done a haze. Done a haze, yeah. Is she, is she a fan? Yeah, you know Donna Hayes. She had I don't know a bunch of cooking magazines and books. She's a fan. Brushes Lay. My mum bumped into her in Harris Farm in Rose Bay last week. Bang. She's a fan. Shout out to Donna Hayes. She's a fan. She actually mentioned the podcast. She goes, oh, "Your you son, that's Dude, your okay. day. Yeah. 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 Your mama Bloom. Yeah, yeah. Uh, your, your son Dave has a podcast, right? Yeah, yeah. yeah. Dave's a huge fan. Yeah. Yeah. I play yeah. when I'm cooked. It's his podcast. I yeah. play Dave's when I cook. Podcast. Yeah, yeah. Her, her new TV series comes out next year. All it is is Hello Sport in the background. Yeah, yeah. Or Hallie's Sport Recipes. We should come out with a cookbook. We've still got to do your cornflake cookies. Anyway. Which are fucking great. Yeah, we'll do it. That's all happening. We're just waiting for a few chess pieces to fall into place, hopefully. Tom, Eddie, Dior, Grandpa Joe. Um, just listening to the NRL players playing cricket rhetoric from one uh, Nilso, and I think the wicketkeeper, definitely Jake Travojevic. And I say that because... Nothing's getting past him, but I also believe that while he's sitting there behind the stumps, he's the little sledges here and there, um, but then when someone gets out, he's you know, congratulating them on a great innings, or if they got out real early, telling them better luck next time, because that's the sort of bloke that he is. Um, so definitely, if we're doing, um, if we're creating a team, um, yeah, Travojevic of Jake fame uh, in the wickets. Uh, anyway... Uh, beer soon. Go to the Blues. Uh, yeah, have a great one. You know what? I agree with that wholeheartedly. I think we'd said Marty to power behind the stumps, and maybe Marty, we can find a better spot for him. Marty on the boundary, got a good arm. Jake behind the stumps makes sense to me You're, for all of the reasons that Grandpa Joe just said. Uh, his sledges would be tasteful in, a, in, in 2020 where stump mics are a thing. He he like he's he, a tasteful guy. He's a tasteful guy. He'll snap cunts in half and then be like, you know, sorry about doing that. So, like, but he'll, he'll sledge where it's appropriate. Sledge where it's appropriate, but it'll be all like. But if you've take, but if a bloke's fucking been dealt a jaffa, he'll go, mate. You couldn't play that. Unlucky. He goes, it's unplayable. Hey, unlucky. Honor to play against you. Hope you're well. You know, love to the family and the yeah. kids. Yeah. Get the fuck off. Give Susie a kiss for me. Give Susie a kiss. Say good day to the kids, mate. Welcome to house for a barbecue. Anytime. Go the blues. Go the blues. Mate, go makes family. a lot of sense. But. I don't. I know we went through our cricketing team last week in terms of like rugby league playing cricket. This might sound sacrilegious, and obviously, you know, God's summer game is, is cricket. God's winning game. I'm just saying. I'm not saying that the team we picked last week could beat the Australian Test side, but they'd give them a shake. 
a lot of mongrel in that side. We'd beat India. We'd beat England. We'd beat England. We'd beat India. They'd come second in the Test Championship, I think, if you picked that. I think so. Side I think last so. Week. Anyway, I think so. Let's move on. Get well, hello, Hunters and Dribblets. Uh, this is no G listener. I've been here from the start. The first 12 listeners, this beautiful podcast. It's the Notcha Dribbler here. <laughs> the big man. After Notcha! Kurt Capewell yarn, Greg Norman yarn, all these wild NRL yarns, pre-season, post-season, it made me, made me think a bit. Edward, Thomas, Dior, what is the best and worst scandal you can think of? What is What are some of the best yarns you can think of in terms of the pre-season? And if you associated with one personally, what is one which you would, you know, be a bit stoked about, i.e. Greg Norman yarn, the... <laughs> Shark, Georgie Burgess, the Hammer. Love it. Love your work, boys. Keep it up. Well, listen, thanks, Notcher. Firstly, lovely to hear from you. Dear friend of the show yeah. and truthfully an OG dribbler, one of the first 12 on planet Earth. My, haven't we grown, Edward? Mm. Kurt Catewell's the greatest scandal of all time. It's, it's certainly the greatest scandal of all time. 100%. So that's in terms of what's the best, it's Kurt Catewell. I tell you, look, Warren has been, in terms of ones you'd want to be known for, and I'm using like sport generically here, yes. the the yarn I heard about Shane recently where apparently uh, he got a couple of his friends over uh, in Paddington, I believe, in, in London. Of the fucking variety. Uh, friends you have sex with. And kept all the windows open and just got noise complaint after noise complaint after noise complaint after noise complaint until the very wee hours. The sun was up sort of stuff. Like, to have that sort of stamina, Tom, and just to just to fucking show it off yeah. without a care in the world and just, you know, tell the police to wait downstairs while you, you know, you while you finish up. Yeah. That's the sort of scandal I think you'd want to be known for. Correct. Being a mad rooter. <laughs> that's the scandal that, you know, you're happy to sort of sit there and go, yeah, that's what I do. I fuck. Yeah. This guy fucks. Yeah. In terms of bad scandals, uh, Kurt could probably find himself at the top and bottom <laughs> of the scale in this one, unfortunately. It's not ideal. Um, Joel Monaghan. Joel, yeah, yeah, you know what? It's got to be yeah, Joel Monaghan. It's got to be animal-related. Animal-related's worse, right? Yeah. Carney doesn't even find his way to the bottom of the pole. No. Joel Monaghan putting his dick in a dog's mouth. <laughs> Although, purely for comedic purposes, the pursuit of comedy has sunk many a man and woman, and it could sink us one day. But We still float. We're still, we're still going, but putting your dick in a Labrador's mouth. Yeah. I peanut assume, butter aside. Spackled it with peanut butter. Despite the gift of peanut butter, there's yeah. no way to polish that one. You can't polish it, uh, and that's I think where you find yourself at the at the bottom. And then Joel getting barked at by ravenous Super League crowds for the remainder of his career, literally woofed into retirement. <laughs> <laughs> that's probably the answer. Nah. Getting woofed into retirement. Yeah, that's got to be the tough one. That's a tough one to take. Dior Thomas Edward thought a better. Say Dior's name first, and it is his podcast now. Mm-hmm. Uh, first time, long time. Uh, it's the nickname Dribbler here. I'm just having to think about the 
uh, the nicknames that used to go on in sport, you know, Chief, Spud, Joey, Freddie, even Smudge in the big show now. Just wondering where they've gone. I know we've got the Fox, but that seems to be about it. Anyway, look forward to your opinion. Be you soon. Cheers, boys. Looks not a bad point. I feel like they're maybe getting recycled. They've got the cheese as well. The cheese, cheese the that's a good one. Yeah. Uh, not too many. Gutho's the king. I know what you mean, though. Yeah. Mm. I think, I think like anything, mate, cyclical. It's cyclical. There's peaks and troughs. I also think that there are probably a lot of nicknames about, but, you know, maybe not ones that necessarily align with people who throb as well. Yeah, I think so. But, you know... I, I don't I don't think nicknames are used as much as they were. Like, you know, in the media, for example, they would refer to them by their nickname. They don't do that anymore. Sure, but they do with the fox. Yeah. So it's like... So it is cyclical. It's like you need to have someone... You need to have a marrying of skill, like ability and and sort of like maybe a bit of charisma and then the nickname that, you know, like you're called at your club. Yeah. If you don't have those, and the nickname's got to be something where you like not rank. Yeah, Smudge. There's a nickname there. Big Show. Big Show. No, he doesn't love it, but Turbs. it's true. Turbs is a shortening of the last name, so I'm not going to allow it. Okay. Because it's like calling me Burma. Yeah, these need to be like Beaver. Beaver. Yeah, exactly. Joey. Yeah. Like Cam Smith just got Cam. Gal just got Gal. Freddie. Freddie. Freddie's one. Dunno, dude. Dunno. Cyclical. It's got to be cyclical. But it makes a great point. Mm. I'd like to see more of it. More. More, more, more. Shout out to the gazelle. Yo. Uh, dribblers. It's PD here again. <laughs> Fellow dribbler. Um... I'm calling in because I want to know your favourite instant baked goods. <laughs> so, like, the things that you bake in a packet, which you just have to add, like, eggs, oil, water, scoop it together, put it in the thing. What's your favourite? Mine is just, like, that chocolate fudge brownie that you can do, which is just instantly, like, whips into perfectly baked brownie. So, what's y'all's favourite? Sweet Home Alabama in the background. Yeah. I was loving that. I Mate, mean, like anything, like baked goods, you can whip up shit like chocolate cake, fucking muffins, muffins all that sort of shit, dude. Muffins are probably easiest. Vanilla cupcakes, I'm a big fan What's of. What's a vanilla? I mean, I assume it's just a chocolate but, muffin, but it's vanilla. Well, it's, yeah, it's not chocolate. It's like, it's like white. Yeah. And that's not a racial thing. Yeah. You're just saying like, that's what it's. Well, it's well, it's, it's like the color it's, of it. The yeah, color it's of it. Just the color it's, of it. It's almost, like, it's almost like original flavored cake. Yeah, yeah exactly right. right. It's exactly how I'd put it. That sort of shit I really like. I mean, talking about baked goods, that sort of leaves us That's broad. high and dry in terms of it's got to be it's got to come in a packet, right? Yeah. It's got to be like Betty. What is it, Betty, Betty Crocker? Betty Crocker shit. Yeah. Well, like do pizzas count? Because like an oven pizza that you just slide in. You could you bake pizzas. I though. feel like he's going more savory or sweet. Sorry. What about pizza pockets? Do you do remember you, pizza yeah, pockets, bro? Do, you do that Ooh. like. And you can do like a you know like a, a garlic bread you buy from the yeah the supermarket. I mean, I think he's in. just. What about a lasagna? Yeah, yeah, dude. Look, you're all looking at me like I asked the fucking question. I don't know. I would have. I look at you every time we talk. I would have said chocolate. What do you muffins. mean? I look at you the whole time. Yeah, but you're looking at me like, well, what do you mean, mate? Like, I can't answer for him. 
Can't answer for the Prince Dribbler here. I say chocolate chip muffins, and that's the thing. I'm not a big baker. Not many people are. Mm. You bake cornflake cookies, but you make very them from scratch. And they're from scratch, bro. I'm not a packet guy. No. Nah. I'll give the answer, and I think... You are a packet I guy. I mean, Sydney, <laughs> some Sydney Eastern Southern <laughs> might know. <laughs> the Blair Street or Bennett Street dairy cookies. Bruz, those cookies are fucked. Yeah, that's yeah. a good call. I put on about 10 kilos during lockdown. That's a good call. Mm. That's a great call, dude. They're the best cookie going around. That's yeah. why you're here, bro. 100%. Yeah. They're so good, and I haven't had one for ages because it became a problem. We'd have them for breakfast. We got them to get a coffee, and we get well, a cookie, and we'd that's split the thing. it. That's the thing. That's the thing. Once you start down that that path of, of cookie, yeah. it's very fucking hard to stop. Yeah. Now, have I been getting chocolate chip muffins sometimes with my coffee in an afternoon? Yeah, I have. And now I'm finding myself needing one every yeah. time. It's like cigarettes. It's it's like it's honestly like worse even because yeah. you're like, holy shit, I, I would... I'd glory hole. I'd put my dick in a glory hole for a chalk chip muffin. Right you now. might be the director for a chalk chip muffin. <laughs> you know what I mean? You might. So I get that. Um, but that's that's a great answer. That's but the baked answer. The, that's the problem though, right, with those chalk chip cookies for me was that they were selling them as like an accoutrement to go with your morning coffee. I'm here for a cappuccino, but there's yeah. a fucking yeah. big, fat, long, yeah, yeah. thick, cookie there now I'm eating, now I'm eating hot cookies. and oozing chocolate now I've got a cookie problem now I've got a fucking cookie addiction now I'm on now I'm on two cookies a day and I'm fucking I'm in desperate trouble yeah I'm hanging out via the local glory hole waiting for cookies to yeah. come through the bloody or working for cookies or working for cookies or offering myself up for cookies and it, it, it is surprising to me what you'll do for a cookie how easy it is to fall into a cookie addiction yeah it's 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 very easy. It's so easy. It took... You can forget the vape, mate. Yeah. Oh, no. The vape doesn't fucking hold a candle to the cookie. No. The cookie is a, is a temptress, yeah, if the, ever there was. The one. cookie's the most addictive thing on the face of the planet Earth. A hot cookie. Hot. Ready to roll. Hot, thick cookies. Yeah. Thick. And Oozing warm chocolate. Yeah. All over the place. Yeah. 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 yeah, yeah. And just dying for you to just jump on in. hook in. Yeah. Whether you can tell who's on the other side of that cookie, and you know, doesn't matter. Doesn't matter. Or he wants the cookie. Cookie's a cookie, man. Yeah. At the yeah. end of the day, a cookie's a cookie. Yeah, and you don't think about that. You don't think about the consequences. I don't think about how. You the don't think about the consequences. No, I just want the cookie. That's all. Let's move on. Tom, Eddie, your uh, Dave, punters, and the dribblers. Four oh six oh dribbler here, coming to you from the mighty suburb of Ashgrave in Brisbane. Uh, look, just want to say um, how much the heat fucking suck. Um, shit team. Shit squad. Um, just want to give them their Jews and their Jew licks. Um, that's all from me. Cheers. Have a good night. This guy must be the only person who's watching a Big Bash game from start to finish, right? Is this the same bed sores? Bed sores guy. Bed sores guy. He calls in every year. <laughs> He's got bed sores. Like, I get it, dude. The heat probably do suck. I don't know. And I like Big Bash. I'm here for Big Bash. But I just watch Big Bash. If you're trying to get some sort of parochial response out of us about, like, tribalism and shit, like... It's fucking on to sit there and like sink schooners to overnight. It's comforting. It's comfort food. It's cookies. It's cookies. Big Bash is cookies. That's all it is. That's all it is. Shut up and watch the ads. Shut up, watch the ads, eat your cookie and shut the fuck That's up. That's all they want. That's why they change the rules every year to keep you entertained. Eat your cookie and shut the fuck up. Open your mouth. And just wait at this glory hole. Yeah, that's what it is. That's the big bash. That's what it is. It's the glory hole of world sport. Yeah. <laughs>
Tom, Medi, punters, dribblers, the the bearded dribbler here. A uh, quick one to touch on before the summer of Test cricket is it's time we start thinking about uh, the KFC classic catches. I'd just love to know your thoughts on the best classic catch of all time. Are we talking Fatty Vorton in the charity game? Are we talking Pidge McGrath diving in the outfield, taking that one-handed screamer with his eyes shut? Um, or are we talking more recently, one of those grabs that Smudge has made in the slips or the gully? Uh, I'm sure you guys would know a lot more than me. Uh, but, yes, I'd love to hear your opinion and what your best catch of all time is. Be soon. Before we get to that, I just want to make I just want to make a I just want to say something. Mm-hmm. We've had a tough year as a nation. KFC, I think, owe it to us to bring back those fieldsmen. You remember the blow up fieldsmen? They had Clark, Hussey, and Simons. And you go to KFC and you buy a meal, and then you get the blow up inflatable fielder, right? You blow them up and you'd fill them with water and they would be fielders in your backyard, backyard cricket, cricket game. That it, like, bring them back. Or do we make some of us? We could make some of us. Like, we'll talk to KFC. But, like, you want to talk about fucking classic catches? Hussey took a couple of screamers at the SCG Simpson Cricket Ground yes. in the past. Yes. Like some all fucking timers. Yes. Ones that make pigeons look shit. Yeah, right. Disgraceful compared to ones that Hussey took yeah. at the Simpson Cricket Ground. Yeah, yeah. I definitely think they should bring it back. And whether we have enough time, China, China shipping being as it is, we should definitely sell two packs of blow-up fieldsmen, you and I, yeah, waiting, you know, just ready. Just yeah, ready. We're walking ready. in with the bowler, yeah. filled with water. That's, that's almost screamers. the next thing we're getting. That wouldn't yeah. be that hard to get. I don't know if it would or it wouldn't. We look into it, though. We look into it from tomorrow. We look into That's 100% what we do. Mm. The ones where you fill with water at the bottom, the little hole, fill yeah. them. They stand up, up and it's up. just us. Ah! Yeah, got him, yeah. Got him, yes. They'll, they'll fly out the fuck. They will fucking fly. Uh, let's move on. Yeah, g'day, Tom and Eddie. you got Dogger and Wazza here. Just um, calling in a brush with lame. Um, seeing the one and only Rod Caper walking across George Street uh, last night in Sydney. Um, yeah, fresh from the Mr. Wong's. Long yeah. Life, I reckon. yeah, he had the Navy shirt, Navy suit combo. Just reeking of long lunch, doesn't it? In a very close vicinity to Mr. Wong. So, given the circumstantial evidence, I think we can, you know, chalk that one up. Anyway, see you soon. Catch short one soon. <laughs> oh yeah, I think it's the safest bet you could ever make. Ever make? Like you put your house in that time of year, attire, proximity to Mr. Wong's. Mate, he's a stone. He's he's twenty meters. Yeah, he's twenty meters away. Hundred percent. I liked. I. 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 In my head, I see them seeing Kafer on the corner of Bridge and George. Yes, that's where I see him. That's exactly where he is. Mm. Wiping off fucking plum sauce and duck pancake from his yeah. lips. Yeah. Yeah. G'day, boys. It's the poo beer dribbler here. I just want to say, you guys last week on the podcast said that you can't really remember where you went after your rose filled lunch. I just want to say, I was that fucking random cunt that met you outside the Clovelly Hotel. And, yeah, I can't remember what the fuck you said. I was at the front. You got out of the cab and I said, G'day, Hello Sports Podcast. And you might have not remembered me. And I can't fucking remember you. But all I remember is saying, yeah, if Radley didn't fucking get injured, we would have run the comp. Yes, I'm a Chook supporter. 
I just want to say just a little question between you and me and the fucking punters and dribblers. I just want to say, you ever gone to a pub and just realised, fuck me dead, this beer smells like poo. Like, you just order a skewy and you just go sit down with your mates and you go, G'day, boys, we're about to fucking delete a few schooners and you sit down and then the fucking beer comes out and just smells like poo. Like, literally, straight out the tap, just smells like fucking poo. Can I get a bit of background noise on that? Because it's happened to me a few times and I'm fucking off it. Oh, he's a, a bit cheeky. Welcome back. Play on. And it smells like fucking poo. The Just Day God bless to the Punch and Gujibus and, and God bless yeah. the Clavelli Hotel. Love the boys. No, it was the Clavelli Hotel. Well, that's where he met you guys. We saw, we, when could, we jumped no. out of the cab, we were at the Clavelli Hotel. Oh, right. I remember this man. I do remember him as well. Thanks for shouting us out, bro. And thanks for saying it, eh? I don't think that I've had a beer that tastes or that smells like shit but I've had some that taste a bit fucking I can't wild. smell I've had beers that taste bad but like taste mm. weird yeah fucking oath and but you're not, like mate you just haven't cleaned the lines yeah but like smells like poo I've never heard of never that. had one that smells like poo no anyway never let's move on thanks man Tom Eddie mm. Hunters and the Dribblers mm. It's the uh, Queensland State of Origin Outside Centre dribbler from... Um, <laughs> I didn't know it was a bloke. Thanks. Um, I just want to know, did you back Steve Smith when he was a leg spinner back in the day? Left arm leg spin. No one liked him. I backed him and now he's fucking best player on earth. Anyway, Orthodox. And no, I didn't back him. No. He used to bowl pies. And he was off the fresh off the back of Shane Warne, who didn't bowl pies. And now we have some blonde substitute. No. He could land one in 30. Yeah. And also, newsflash, he's not a fucking leggy. He's a batter. Mm. And he bowled like a batter. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> he bowled like he'd be the next Don. Yeah. Put it that way. Uh, and look, all well and good for you to say that you backed him since he was a leg spinner. I don't believe that for a second. No that's, that's stolen valor right there. That's him going, oh, I was always a smudge, man. Did he no, say that? Yeah. He said he backed him from when he was a fucking... No one backed him. That's why he got dropped. That's why he got dropped. No one backed him. He didn't bowl well. If you backed him when he bowled well, it's you don't understand cricket. You were probably just going purely off optics. And even then, that doesn't make a lot of sense. He got dropped. He got dropped. And then came back. As Steve 2.0. Yeah. The smudge we know and love. The smudge worthy, befitting a glory hole. I'm, I'm working it in <laughs> also to everything. Also, he bowls right arm. So. Bowls right arm. You know. You tell you what, his bowling action will get no glory hole work. You know what I mean? None. He's also a right-handed batsman. Yep. He is. That'll get you glory hole work. Now, let's move on. <laughs> uh, hey, boys. How you going? Um, yeah, good. Bit of a like, recent jump on the dribble. Um, not, I don't really uh, yeah, get into any um, of the, this sort of stuff, but um, a bit of a dribble on the piss. So me and my mates there last year, we, were, we went to a house party after footy. Yeah, mate, mate got a new house. We got in a house party, and we got there, and um, met, met one of his mates who we'd never seen before, and we were... Um, we're like, what are you doing, mate? Because he was inside in the fridge, and he, uh, 
he was there and he's like, oh, I'm looking for a roast. And we're like, what the fuck are you looking for a roast for, mate? And he's like, every every party I go to, footy or not, I look for a roast. And I end up cooking it on people. And we're like, why the fuck are you cooking people's roast? And he's like, why not? How good is it to go to someone's house, cook a roast, and then walk out at the end of the night with a roast? And anyway, me and my best mate were like, how much of a commitment is that? I could, I could end up, I could walk into a house party and be like, "No, nah, fuck, this is shit. I'm going to leave after half an hour." But this bloke was like, "No, nah, I'm going to cook a roast for three hours and bring it out three hours later and be like, hey, mate, here's your roast.' Like it was fucking. Oh, we were genuinely shocked. So every time we see this bloke out on the piss, which we're, we're from Albury, and every time we see this bloke out on the piss, we know him as roast guy. And yeah. It, I'm genuinely shocked that someone walks into someone's house, pulls their roast out of the fridge or freezer, and just cooks it for three hours. Every house party. He's like uh, the. I don't know what you think of it. Cheers, boys. Does yeah. he share it or does he take yeah. it on? I think he leaves it with him at the house. He's like a ban- He's like the Banksy of house parties. You know, when Banksy just leaves up fucking artworks. Yeah. Everyone like, holy shit, it's a Banksy. This guy just rolls in house roasty. parties and it's a roasty. <laughs> and he just gets in there and leaves roasts there. It's like holy shit, roasty's been here. <laughs> I gotta say, I respect that fucking massively. <laughs> Some people just decide to create beauty wherever they see it in the world, you know, and from unexpected and, places. And you know, what's more beautiful than a roast? Do Done nothing. well. And I'd, I'd like to, to think, based on the dribble, that roasty can roast. Well, dude, you don't roast at people's house parties for fun yeah. without being good at you gotta it. You gotta be a connoisseur. Well, right? you gotta get good at it. You gotta be a connoisseur. And he obviously sees beauty in roasts. And, and there's like, plenty of beauty in rose. But also, he rocks into a house and goes, well, they've got a frozen chook. All right, we roast that. And now he goes, oh, they got a leg of lamb. We roast that. Like, he's got to call audibles at every fucking turn. Yeah, he's calling audibles. And, and also, this- also, like, you know, what do you do with a frozen bird? you got to defrost it. You can't just throw it in the oven. That's I mean, no. you're adding time and time and time. With this. How does he defrost the chook? Go and find this man and get him to call in. We'd I've love to questions. hear more. We'd love to hear more. i got questions. Or fucking film him. You know, like send me we, send me a, a video of some of his work. Can we get roasty like a night on the roast with roasty and you guys just follow him with a fucking camera? It can be your phone. It doesn't have to be a high production quality. It's part of our food blog, the new See, part. The that new way. food blog yeah. it doesn't need to be the Today Show quality, right? Mm. We're not asking for Carl Stefanovic yarns here. Mm. We just want you follow a night on the roast and see what he does. Random house party, he puts on a roast. And see what sort of what sort of work he's putting in. Because this is like Mother Teresa level of shit. Like this guy could be a saint. Sounds to me like he is. Save that dribble. Save it. Will do. And let's press on. Tom, Eddie, Dad boys, uh, captain of Kelly Gamblers of uh, Schmigo's team fame. Just bringing again. We're here celebrating our fifth division LMS premiership win. Um, and I guess the honour of the day goes to the Sydney Eleven who took the only win off us this year. We lost they one won game. The premiership. I didn't realise that. Um, Schmicko, uh since that game has taken a twofer in each game uh, with a hand that got crushed by a car. Schmicko bounced back, changing a tire. Holy and I can shit! To that. Uh, all the boys are really happy and celebrating phenomenally at the moment. Um, Jake the Snakes put away a thousand beers. But uh, again, just want to congratulate you guys, Big Rods, on taking the only win. I'll say again, on the boys. So, That's love to have a beer impressive. with the Big Ropes, but they're ignoring our Instagram messages. But otherwise, uh, enjoy your fourth win, which we noticed you had today, and uh, we look forward to playing you again in five or six or seven, maybe uh, next season. Thanks, boys. 
Like. Shout out to the Tully Gamblers, stand-up class individuals. I did see the messages from you, but only after the fact. So I apologize that we didn't uh, link up. But just know that after any game, you can find us at the Nelson. And shout out to Richard, who was just a punter and a dribbler who came and sang our praises to us, Eddie. I think that's his name, which is always nice. Oh, that's lovely. That's shout lovely. out to Schmicko though, for coming back after what was, you know, like... Well, he took his licks, Tom. Punishment, and then he's come back and taken back-to-back toothers. He took his licks, gone away. Worked on his fucking technique. Thought long and hard about how he can improve, how he can get better, how he can, you know, rise to the, the top of the division and, yeah. and take wickets well, in the final. he's a premiership winner. Take wickets in the final and play his role, and that's what he's done. So, yeah. you know, hats off With to a Schmicko. fucked hand, it would seem. Mate. What an incredible story. Yeah. What an incredible story. That is an incredible story. Comeback story. Shout out to the Tully Gamblers. Congrats on the Prem, boys. Happy Prems to aren't, The Prems aren't easy to win. Dude, I can't believe... In any the, division. I can't believe we're the only team to beat them. That's, that's wild. That shows you what, what your, a rope can do. Um, but yeah, good on them. Let's move on. Shout out to Schmicko. Smart. Yeah, happy Sunday. Uh, Tom Eddie, Dior. It's uh, Milso's. Milso, no alias. Uh, just a, just a call. I'll try and make it as quick as possible. Just a bit of an embarrassing moment on Thursday afternoon. So Wednesday the night before, I had a pretty big night, a couple of, couple of beverages, and worked all day Thursday and um, got home around 4 o'clock, 4 p.m. in the afternoon, and thought, okay, I'm going to treat myself. I'm going to treat myself, mate. I'm going to have a bit of a nap. Not really one to have an afternoon nap, but, yeah, the big Nilsi, um he went to sleep and three hours later he woke up and I left the TV center on as you do when you have that afternoon nap fully clothed because you don't know and outside it it just looked like on the outside my window it looks like the same type time of day every single day so it looks like you can't really tell if it's afternoon or morning and like the Today Show was on on, on my TV Carl Stefanovic and Ali they were um, on the TV screen but it must have been an ad. But I got up fucking screaming, thought it was the morning because I was going to be late for work. I thought it was 7 o'clock in the morning. So I got up, got all my work stuff, chucked everything, no shower, no breakfast, got in my car. What's that? My car wouldn't start. I needed, needed to get a jump start. The battery was flat. I had call the NRMA roadside assistance. Shout out to the NRMA. Also, the Hello Sports podcast. Give the boys a bit of a, yeah, bit of a corporate dollar behind them. But yeah, so caught them up. So I had... Like, right, I'll have to call me boss or my instructor just to let her know that um, I'm going to be a bit late this morning. Call her up and try to explain to her that I'm going to be late. She goes, oh, you mean tomorrow morning? And I was just like, no, it's Friday morning. Tomorrow's Saturday. We don't work Saturday. I'm not working Saturday. She ended up confused as well and just goes, it's Thursday, 7 o'clock in the evening, you big dope. And I was just like, Wow. I've never been so embarrassed in my life. So, question to you, Tom and Eddie, your afternoon nap, you ever been uh, mistaken for it to be morning or mistaken it to be the afternoon? We'd love to know your thoughts. Um, yeah, love what you're doing, boys. Keep it up. That's your back soon. Uh, change your face to your. Love you. Wow. No. That is that is a Fuck yarn. me, dead. The fact he's got the NRMA on the block. <laughs> <laughs> that's hilarious. Holy shit. Save that one, Dave. Hall so that's fucking hilarious. Uh, no, I don't think I so. I don't think I've ever done that, Neil, no, sir. No, no. Not, 
Not like that. <laughs> no, dude. I got nothing. This. Nothing's coming to mind. Nothing will compare to that. Nothing's coming to mind. That's one. That's that's you know that's a standalone yarn. <laughs> that is. <laughs> Having that conversation with the boss again, like it tomorrow. He's like, no, not tomorrow. It's Saturday. She's like, what the fuck, fuck are you is talking this about? dribbler on about? I just thought he was off his guts. Yeah, that's you know the problem. I mean? That's the problem. She thinks you're fucking high. Yeah, she's yeah. like, this guy's he's on mushrooms. This guy's a meth head. He's, he's lost it. Yeah, he's on the tab. He hasn't just had an afternoon nap. He's no. a, he's a, on the glass bar. No, no, no. He's, a, he's had a big weekend. Yeah, he's shabbed yeah, up. Yeah. He'd be, he'd rock up to work the next day, get the drug test. Yeah, out. exactly. Yeah, you, you, he's got to be pissing hot. This mm, kid. Anyway. That's it for the week. That's it for dribbles. Link in our Instagram bio for the new Hello Sport Black Corduroy Punter and Dribbler Hats 2021 membership. The fucking creme de la creme of merch. They will go quickly. They'll go very quickly. Wait for no one. We also make these limited edition because we don't want every... Like this, it's like you've got to get in, otherwise you'll miss out. You know why? You know why? We do this for the punter and the dribbler, right? But we don't have all the time in the world. Do you reckon I like shipping stuff? Our three PLs just get swamped. Can't be doing it. Can't be so doing it. we make them short. We make them sharp. When they're gone, they're they gone. are gone. Never come they back. They will never, ever, ever come back. People are still hitting us up for the midnight blue. They're never bag. coming back. It's never coming back. They're never coming back. Ever. Never ever. So punters and dribblers caps. I mean, these are rare as fucking hen's teeth. I tell you, I, t- I know they're rare because there's not that many. There's shitloads of them, but there's not that many. Well, comparative to audience, four million hats, audience far outweighs that. Well, it's about between one and two percent. So mm. you do the math. You do the math on that. Um, but link in the bio for those. Uh, you got to get in real quick for the Christmas ones because obviously China fucked us. Where up? Where as we said at the start, caught in a trade war, which we didn't sort of choose to be in, but. We're movers and shakers. That's it, Eddie. Bye-bye. Could you two just not talk anymore? Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt-free. Hello, fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello? Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com.